Hey, before we get started, I just want to give you a warning about what this episode's all about. Um, this episode comes with a lot of detailed high-stakes draft review. We review three drafts, team by team, in some good detail. In fact, the Battle of the Pods, we go through almost every single team. I think the only team he leaves out for no particular reason is Mike Simeone's team. Um, I have no issue using the names of the players because all the players that we talk about, um, all the teams we talk about, have posted their, their, their teams online on Twitter. So um, most of you know Mike, um, and I'm sure you take his draft board criticism with a grain of salt. Even if you discard his quote-unquote analysis, you will, in this episode, get to hear interesting conversation and at the very least get an insight into how some extremely, extremely good players build their teams as we go through their teams. Um, we, we, we review the shark-infested Battle of the Podcasts, an MTM fast draft with DVR, and Mike tears DVR's picks to shreds. Um, then we look at a star-studded DC that I was in with Rotogut, Erickson, Brun, Duncan Vogel, Justin Mason, and the Roto Surgeon, and he goes through a lot of our teams there. So another thing to explain is the first 23 minutes of this podcast after this um, were recorded the day after uh, what you will hear following it. Two reasons for this. One, Mike wanted his uh, Ha Seung Kim victory lap because he goes into some detail on him. Um, and two, he has seven cool facts that he wanted to get a mulligan on because I didn't really respond with a lot of enthusiasm the first time he gave them. So you'll have to suffer through those for just a couple minutes. Um, he's not so soft on critiquing your teams, so I wasn't so soft on critiquing how cool his facts are, so I didn't really too, feel too bad there. Um, the first take, actually, when he did those facts the first time, I've parked at the very end of this episode, so please leave your comments um, below on Twitter and your thoughts on how, how cool those facts actually were to settle a disagreement between us on, on that. So that's about it. A um, couple housekeeping notes before the episode starts. Just um, so you know, if you drafted JT Real Muto, you'll note Mike automatically believes your team has no shot to win. Um, also, any high-variance player that Mike does not like will be referred to as an industry darling. Any high-variance player that Mike drafts shall never be referred to as an industry darling. So that's about it. Um, enjoy the episode. All right, welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. We're bringing some energy today. We're here with a prophet, a seer, a medium, an oracle, a visionary, perhaps, because I'm here with someone that can tell the future. His name is Mike the Mouth Masato at Godfather NFBC on Twitter. What's up? Well, it took you 38 episodes of us doing this together to get some sort of an energetic intro. Because your usual intro is about <laughs> as energetic as like Todd Zola feels after going up a flight of stairs. So, uh, so at least this one was, was 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 dramatically dramatically better, you know. And the ironic thing is, is like I am I am speaking to you from the future again because we we spent what th three hours of recording last night Two. after midnight. Two. 
two and a half, two hours. Of two, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um, get rid of like an hour of the two hours because no, no, you're not getting rid of a lot of that. A lot of that, a lot of it is just pure genius. You're not, but no one has the 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 prognosticating powers because last night we were talking, and you'll hear later on in the show because this is because you'll see it's back to the back to the past tomorrow after this show. Back All right, so the, the, yeah, now we're yeah. recording on on Friday. The, like I'll, I should explain, the rest of the episode is going to take place yesterday. Most of the evening, uh, Zach spent on this podcast was like drunk and slouching, lilting to one side or the other, listening to <laughs> listening to one side, listening to one side or the other. There was one point, you know, he's like, "Oh, could, you could see that," and he's like, he had his like head in his lap, you know. <laughs> well, so it just like, shows how much I was interested in what yeah, you were saying. It goes to show you, you know, how, how how it was. But one of the great things you you'll hear about is me shredding, all right, the the people that are all over the uh, Ha Young Kim uh, pick going from the eighth to 10th round and not nearly, the, not even 24 hours passes. And what happens, Zach? Why don't you explain to the listeners that are all enlightened right now, what happens? My well, our good friend, Jerkson Profar was signed again to a three year $21 million contract to the San, um, by the San Diego uh, Padres. And um, I don't know if, I don't know if that's your, your, I don't like you, you got to the right answer, but I don't know if like you didn't, I don't know if you showed your work. So you did, you did division, but I don't know if you did long division. Right. Dude, it's just, it's just, it's just know, you know what you know, you know, and, and I just said, dude, that playing time was questionable as it was already, and now it's being confirmed by bringing him on. They were so, you know, he was going to be the next, you know, the Mike Trout or the Ichiro of Korea coming over here, then he would have been, here's, you got the job at second base, and that's it, but you turn around and go out and you sign Profar, which goes to show you, who would you rather have, the number one overall pick in the draft, in, in the MLB draft, how many years ago, uh, or it's unproven player from Korea who's never seen a major league pitch. So well, who would you rather yeah. have, Profar or Kim? Like I would rather, I would rather dude, I'd rather have Profar. I mean, the guy, the guy was a number one overall pick. He's got 20-20 potential, at least, you know, and he's only getting any he's only getting better now that he's playing. So I, I you know I, I can't get granted. I know there's some metrics because you like to talk about metrics and numbers. And yes, I read the numbers and metrics and some of these players that aren't stellar, right? You know, but they can improve and he's improved in many areas and he still puts up the numbers because at the end of the day, if you got a guy in that area that can do, you know, hit 2020 at multiple position eligibility, the batting average, it won't kill you. Right. Who is also a number one pro overall, you know, overall pick at one time. Remember he was the best prospect in, in major league baseball at one time. Right. He, right. he held the, he held the Wanda Franco, you know, Wanda Franco position for how long. So I, I'll take him over Kim and, and, I, and I also can get him how many rounds later, seven rounds later, Singing the you know in 15, 14, 13, whatever round for a profile where he's going. So I'll take it any day. And now more than ever, because now with him going there, you know, now you've even less assured playing time. Well, it's right. good for Profar's stolen bases, I guess, and for both of them. So I guess if he was gonna go so I'd, I'd, I'd worry a bit about his speed because San Diego likes to run. But you look at the like you said, you're not a huge you you don't talk about stats a lot, but his his baseball savant page doesn't look good. Like he's he's good he has good plate discipline. But um, a lot of blue there, right? And so, how many and how many players last year? You know, that you that, you, that uh, you know, based on how they perform, you could take the baseball savant page and wipe your ass with it, right? So, I mean, again, it's good to look. Don't just don't fall in love with just statcast numbers, baseball savant numbers, you know, whatever. They don't tell the whole entire story all the time, right? Yeah, we well, so, got guys like Betts and Albies who don't hit the ball. They don't. They don't hit the ball hard um, as well. Profile is pretty. He's pretty low on the um, on the uh, hard hit um, mm -hmm. spectrum, mm -hmm. but um, so Mike, you, so t tell me like 
the stats aren't the be all end all. Tell me like how play how, how you identify a player. Like obviously we know that Bats is really good and Albies is really good. They don't, but they're not off the charts, off the charts, like like your Trout and Soto. How do you how do you find um, a player that doesn't have that stat cast profile? And like maybe there's not maybe one answer, but what are some what are, what are some of the indications that a player uh, can overachieve his stat cast profile? Well, for, look, first of all, as I said before, I'm not, I am not a mathematician or numbers guy. And uh, to, to tell you this whole time, I'll look at him, I'll look at StatCast and those different pages and the numbers and whatever. And obviously you'd rather see favorable numbers and not favorable numbers. But at the same time, the, the best the best way to judge on these players is look, look at the numbers because look, this for fantasy baseball and five by five, what numbers are they putting up every year consistently, right? If a guy consistently every year is, is let's say, hypothetically, he's going 20-20. Right. He's stealing 20 bases every year. He's hitting 20 homers every year. You know, his batting average is decent. He's not killing you. He's scoring some runs. He can play a couple different positions. Are you just not going to draft him because his, his stack head numbers aren't great in some areas? No, you have to also look at the body of work consistently over time. And it's always a look at, look at trends. If a guy is trending down like a Goldschmidt for year after year after year, and he's aging, you know, the odds all of a sudden you're going to have a, a rebound where we just shoot back up to something four or five years later, uh, more than not likely going to happen. Right. right. So, you, so you, if you look at, but again, you look at a guy, look at his age, look at it. Does he think he's hit his peak year? You always want to try to hit that peak year. You want to be the year earlier than the year late, right? To get the right. guy and, and, and catch him. And I talked about story in past years and when he, when he went off and some other players like Trent, Trent Grisham was a perfect example for me last year and grabbing him when I grabbed him at that point, you know, or Luke Voigt, you know, you hit these, these are people that win your leagues, you know, and they may not be stuck as darlings. Yeah. Right, Ian Happ. You may not be star stat cast darlings in some ways, like you know, Happ hits the ball hard, you know, and whatever. But are you gonna, are you not gonna draft him this year because he had a 188 batting average or, or whatever it was last year or whatever? So you got to take, you got to look at a bunch of different factors. You can't fall in love with uh, you know, the colors on the graph and everything else and just go with that, right? right. So, so I, as I said before, I just think that there's you, you look at you look at floor, you look at ceiling, you know, you look at do you think the person is really reached their potential yet? Because those numbers can change. So I got, based on what you just said, I got a comment. I, I got one comment and one question. I'll give you my, my question first. Um, so based on what you said, um, if you look at just historical trends, um, that, that would like if I were if I were to just take what you said and believe it 100%, that would that would lead me to believe that Chris Bryant should bounce back because right. he's pretty young. He like he, he was relatively consistent. He never like he never shot the bet on you until last year. So I said figuring, but the thing you have to figure in the wild card here is health history. There's guys that cannot stay healthy, right? That have major problems staying healthy, like a judge, like a Stan, like a Bryant, right? Really and, Bryant? you is know, he, and, he, and like he's had a lot of injuries coming up late last couple, couple of years. And his numbers, his numbers have consistently, he had that gigantic year, that MVP year, and his numbers have consistently gone down, haven't they, since that time, right? He's I, never put up close to those numbers again. I think he had like two years that were pretty similar, like give or take. Well, I don't know how the numbers are in front of him. I don't know how the numbers, yeah. yeah I, you know, I, but it seems like a while ago, you know, that was the case. He never, he never killed you until last year. Right. I don't think. Right. I, I, depends where, I guess it depends where you took him and whatever. So I don't remember. Uh, but it, it also depends where you, where you, where do you traditionally have to get a guy like Bryant? If you're taking him in the second, third or third or early years ago, second, third, fourth round, then he's just destroying you if that's the case. Right. If, you, right. if you're going to get him now, where's he going? 10th round, some of these graphs, eight, 10th round, seventh round, eight, 10th round. Yeah. 10th round ish. Yeah. I think 10th. Right. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, you're right. He was injured in 2018. Look, like, looks like he missed some time, but yeah. Okay, fair point. My other comment, and my comment is I was talking to um, our good friend, uh, Matt Davis, um, yesterday. 
He, well, he's, um, he's my friend too. You, you grouped me in with it. We're like all friends. I think so. I'm pretty Mike sure. That's, that's, I assume that. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I could be, I could be wrong. Oh, Matt's my, he's a good guy. Um, he, he actually um, made a call uh, that I agree with. And we we're talking about that group of players that, that you want to be one year early on. Nick mm-hmm. Senzel is the guy that he mentioned. And he think he mm-hmm. thinks Nick Senzel could be that, like, I think, I think he said that he could be what's to stop him from doing what Kevin Biggio is doing. The, stay, the only thing that's going to stop him is staying on the field, man. It's not a question of talent, not a question of the pedigree. As we've seen, it's all about staying on the field. Look, say same thing with Buxton, you know, same, same kind of situation. But I, I, I think, I think Buxton still has a degree of risk, even if, if he's healthy, just at bat, that batting average and, Played like played discipline. Uh, uh, so, but if he, but if he's BJ, if he's BG Upton in his in his in his peak year, the guy hits two thirty five, two forty in this era. But he steals like you know he hits twenty five homers and steals fifty bases, you know, or forty bases, thirty five, thirty bait, whatever. You ain't complaining. Right. You're gonna get him in the tenth round. So, uh, you know, you can't have everything with everybody, right? Not everybody's a five category contributor. Sometimes you got to settle for four, or sometimes it ain't a bad play to to get a three category guy late in the round when you're gonna get him, right? Yeah, I guess it all depends on what you're paying for it. Right. What you're trying and, and, and what your needs are, you know? Is it John Birdie that bad of a pick when you have multiple position eligibility and yeah, you know, maybe you your power is you're stacked and whatever. That's not going to kill you in batting average. It's going to score runs and he's going to and, he, and he's going to run like wild when he's in the base pass because and so if you need 20, 25, 30 or automatic steals, right? Especially if he, yeah. just especially if he's up against the Mets 19 times a year, right? Uh, he's going to do well. I don't know, Birdie. Like I'm not. I'm not. I have to look into him more. I'm not confident that he's gonna play every day, though. At least, at least I got McCann now. I guess McCann's better throwing our runners now. So maybe that might cut into stolen bases against the Mets this year. Right. So, uh, but uh, well, you, know, you don't know. I'm just trying to use examples that we did. Yeah. So I, you it's all that bonus, all that bonus content, just for you. Okay. Well, now get to let's um, get to the potpourri section here. The po- that what is called potpourri. I guess I, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what you're going to do. What you're about to about. what you're about to splice in, okay? As I just had a lot of fun, you know, because after my um my my political rants, because you know I I have a tendency this year I had some high emotions, ran high about the political climate in this country and what's happened down here, and we spoke are about. You gonna, that. Are you going to you want to make a public apology? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm not apologetic for anything. So. Okay. You know, I, I, what I do want to apologize, I could be thinking back on what I said. It could have been it could have been more harsh, could have been harsher, but I didn't. I I, I, I let up a little bit because you know it doesn't have the same impact speaking to a Canadian. You know, because people in, in Canada, you like live in La La Land up there. You might as well rename Canada Canada La La Land because it's like nothing. It's like you live out and kind of like oh whatever. You know, and you know you know you're out there in your snow and your your wilderness and everything's just whatever. You know. Big, right. No big deal. Everybody down in America, oblivious. we're oblivious. We're oblivious to the world. Right. Everybody in America is all stressed out, high strung. You have all this space up there to move around. Everybody's on. Everybody's on top of each other down here where I am, like that. They, you know, they're all they're all gonna die young because of this. You know, the lifestyles they lead. They is they all angry about everything in this country about what's been happening and whatever. So we we live on that shit every single. Day. You don't have to worry about that kind of crap. So, yes, what I what I did is I wanted to have this you know this draft champion. I thought it would be funny is I could like you know, work in some draft champions called podcast cool facts. And these are actually real cool facts that, that have a Trump a Trump involvement to each one of them. Okay, so you want, me to, you want me to have more energy this time and play into them? You, you, you know, I, I, whatever, I'm just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rely on the audience reaction for these, so. Um, okay, but are these, are these, wait, are these the same ones? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I, I, I it's not, again, it's not gonna go well. It, it's gonna It's gonna go great, man. People love, you know, the fun, 
in creative things that I come up with for this show. Okay. And then this is a, uh, usually, usually I just kind of off the cuff it and, and improv, but I'm going to, you know, these, this was a prepared thing that I put together based on real, real cool facts. Okay. Okay. And there's seven of them and that's it. Right. Okay. So I'm we'll ready. just, we'll basically, you know, you know, go uh, with each of those and, uh, you know, go from there, you know, and that's it. And then we'll, then we'll put it in and we'll see, we'll, we'll see what the feedback is. If people like the facts. Okay. okay. But again, you, you, since, since they relate to, you know, a president, out, the, the outgoing president of this country, they don't make as much sense to you, you know, or have the same impact on you as if you lived in this country. You understand? It's like if you made jokes in, in, about the, what, what's his name up there? Who's the, uh, Trudeau? Well, Trudeau, yeah, whatever, right. he, whatever he does, you know? Yeah. You know, and uh, it wouldn't really, you, you, you'd have a lot of insights and feelings about Trudeau, which we don't really even care about because we don't, most Americans don't even know who Trudeau is. Okay. Right? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. You understand? Sure. So, so this 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 is more for the Americans listening to the show than you are, right? Okay. But these are actually these are actually seven cool facts that I came that, that related that I looked up. This is all true, right? And they have a little Trump Trump slant to it. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. So just for you, they're just to kind of uh, these are these are an honor of ushering out into a new era of you know putting putting him in the rearview mirror, never bringing it up on the podcast again because Lord only knows every time I do, it's it's like it's it's it's, it's amazing. The podcast will come out. I'll gain 50 followers and I'll lose 50 followers <laughs> instantaneously when this stuff comes out. That's whatever. Okay. So, and I always end up in the same spot. So, all right. All right, let's go. Okay, well, look, so here's fact number just seven. I'm fact number one. Cool fact, right? This is true. 19% of all of the world's trash is produced by the United States, and 6% of it's Trump supporters. So, you're saying that Trump supporters are trash? The audience thought that was pretty good. That wasn't bad. I yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. That the the sound effects were kind of um, quiet. <laughs> they were a little bit. Was that was that, was that, uh, was that people, people booing or, or laughing? I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, if they're if they're booing. I don't know. I can't, I couldn't hear. There was really it was really quiet. Yeah, so they're booing. If they don't like. Okay. It. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. That was that was good. The good sound effects that actually added. Oh, you like that one? Okay. That was a lot of, but yeah, better than last night. Okay, look, since they all suck, since they all suck, I will make, I'll use the booing for every one of them, okay? Okay. Mind. Yeah, they were, they were all bad. Yeah, for sure. Right? They were all bad? Yeah, I told you that. I told you that last night. They weren't all bad. Right. Okay. So, um, all right. So the next one, the next one, right, is going to be, all right, uh, that I want to give you a share with you, right? This is, okay. a, true, this is, a, this is, a, this is a true fact. Every hour. Right, one billion cells in the body must be replaced. That's a true fact. Okay, and, did not know that. And every four years, one megalomaniac wannabe tin pot orange dick bloated dictator as well. <laughs> <laughs> so they booing? Oh. Are they, like, is your audience Trump supporters? So they're booing? Like, no, no, they're probably they're probably they're probably they're probably your audience. That's that's what it is. So my um, audience is Trump supporters. What? My, my audience. Yeah, you, probably, you, have a lot of, you have a lot of closet you said Trump supporters. I've got a lot of MAGA supporters in my yeah, You do. They're, they're all closet hiding out Trump supporters, right? So I'm, I'm making them feel. Hey, maybe it's just reverse psychology. I'll make them feel better that I'm, I'm doing these, that they're all, people are not happy with the response. So yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't know that your sound effect machine like was filled with Trump supporters. Yeah, so no, no, it's not. It's for, it's for, it's for me. It's for them to like me feel better that I'm saying this kind of stuff, right? right. Here's, another, here's another true fact. True, true okay. fact, right? The, I don't know if you knew this, but the original purpose of a coffin was not to protect the body from animals or grave robbers digging it up. It was invented to keep the dead from coming back to haunt the living, which is why Trump is going to be cremated after he's raped to death in prison within the next two years. (laughs) 
I yeah, thought that was tough, tough good. crowd, eh? I thought that was a tough crowd. I thought that was, that was a bad one. Tough crowd, jeez. Another I, true, I, another, another, another but I, I, I actually don't think that fact is true, though. Is that true? That, the, the, oh. first part, the first part of the, the, the first part of that whole, actually, the whole thing is true. But the, the first part in particular was true about the coffin. That's actually a true, true, true story. Especially back when people thought the earth was flat and exactly. people were coming back to life. Right. That, you know, that, you know, that, you know, you know, aliens were taking over and then, you know, there's a big government. Yeah, conspiracy. And, and, Tommy, and Tommy Pham's going to stay healthy this whole year. All the government conspiracy theories yeah. you hear. Yeah. All those. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right? Here's another true fact. This is, this is really shocking when you think about it. Right. The chance of contracting an infection during a hospital stay in the United States is one in 15, which if you think is pretty crazy in America, that that's your chance. You walk into a hospital, you have a one in 15 chance during a hospital stay of, of contracting a, an infection when you go in. Like COVID? But, that number, but that number increases precipitously to one in five if Trump shows up for a visit. Because he's going to give you... I want to just understand the mechanics behind that joke. Um, is it because Trump's going to give you a disease? Like, does Trump have COVID? Or something? No, it's because she's, it's because Trump, she's Trump and his family and all those people are, are opposed to wearing masks. You know, oh, like, he you know. got COVID, so everywhere he goes and makes visits. Uh, you know, that, it was so simple that I just it just super spreader right over your right over your head, man. Yeah, right over right your head. Over head. So, and, and people right now are they listening to this reacting? How does they're asking what? How does MTM work with this guy who can't turn off into this kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. sure they're thinking, how does he work with? How, how do you work with me after this? Okay. Here, here, well, this this applies to you too. This is an actual true fact. You actually forget eighty percent of what you learn each day. It's a true fact. You, you forget 80% of what you learn each day, unless you're Trump, in which case you forget 100% of what you learn by the time you hang up the phone. Was there a... Yeah, your audience didn't like that one either. What, 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 are they, what are they so upset about? Well, what? Because, because the whole idea is he has amnesia when he, he used to forget, you know, about what he said on the phone, even though it's a recording of what he said. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't so know. That's, I, what he, I, that's what he got impeached for the first time. If you know anything about politics, it's kind of what happens. Oh, yeah. It's, it, amnesia. It, it sounds like an inside joke. Yeah, inside yeah. joke. Inside right. joke. I didn't, I don't know. Loca that I no, it's a location joke. You had to be there, right? Yeah. The whole thing, right? Exactly. So um, here we go. Right. What, number, what, number, what number is this? This is number six. Just okay. two more, right? This is in honor of the outgoing administration in the United States. This is a true, true fact. American Airlines saved $40,000 in 1987 by eliminating one olive in each salad served in first class. Just by getting rid of one olive in each salad is served in first class, they saved $40,000 in 1987, believe it or not. But, but additionally, they but additionally they also saved eleven million dollars in legal fees by not seating Trump next to an attractive female passenger. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, is that true about the forty thousand dollars? Where do you find that fact? It's true. There's a, there's a really cool app called Cool Facts. So you can get these facts here, and, and they're all and they're all referenced. You can all actually find the research. You guys want to see where it's coming from and pr prove that it's real? You can look that up. So olives. Yeah, and did you know that India has over fifty million monkeys, and the U.S has over 74 million jackasses. Over 74 million. So you're saying that maybe they were undercounted? No, the, see, the, to, to explain the joke to Zach, so the American audience always gets it. Uh, I'm getting the joke because four, the 74 million people voted for Trump, or like approximately, right? And I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to bug you by saying that maybe there was actually more because, you know, maybe someone cheated the election. I don't know. <laughs> we should rename that feature painful uh, to co comedy features that, don't, that Zach doesn't get. 
That's what we're gonna I guess I, I I dot all the jokes, but like I don't know what kind of reaction you want from these jokes because they're just like like I said, they're like Todd Zola jokes. Like they're jokes that you should. They're not Todd, you should, they're, they're, those are throwback jokes to like the days of Todd. Todd, Todd Zola makes those jokes. He knows they're bad. They're like dad jokes. I do. I do. I knew these jokes were pretty bad as well too, but some of them were pretty good. They weren't terrible. Which okay, which okay, some okay, wait, 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 wait. some of them are bad. Some of them are good. You're you're acknowledging that. So like I, I didn't see the dis- I did I wasn't able to distinguish like really like much variance between the seven different jokes so which one was like on the high end of the which one was like well, a high end you, you know what well let's we'll let the, the viewers the listeners they can all chime in and uh when they leave reviews and rate this podcast and say all the wonderful things about about let's say which one okay so if you're listening please comment uh, below where i post this and, and tell us what what jokes you thought were really good and which jokes you thought were really bad or which one which fun fact they really like what's cool fact they really liked now that we've had to analyze every every damn thing and take all the humor out of it but anyway, but it was great seeing you again, Zach. Uh, thanks for taking this time tonight. But I am done with uh, adding this all bonus content. Goings on, you, we, you know, we have. What do you think of a little, little, um, you know, hostile takeover, attempted insurrection in, in in America? What what are Canadians saying up there about the whole thing? I don't know, Canadian. I haven't I haven't asked any Canadians what's going uh, about what they think about what's going on in the U.S. Um, I hear what's going on about the in the U.S. and um, I. I, I, I I just care about fantasy baseball right now. <laughs> Canadians, man, you you are like you guys are you guys are just so behind the times with the news, man. You don't even know what the hell gone on, go, goes on. Like no, I, I, I know what's I going on. I heard you just got I heard you just got gremlins in the movie theater up there. Is that is that true? You know? Yeah. I don't get it. Like you don't even know what the hell's going on in this country. What just happened here? Like not too long. I know exactly what's going on in the United States. So you're watching that shit on TV, and like, and you're like, is everybody up there just like laughing? Like, are they like, are they horrified? Or they say, what a dis- what a freaking disaster? What, what are they saying up there? Like I said, I haven't. Like we don't. I don't discuss this with anyone up here. The guy yeah. carrying out the podium. That's huh? fucking hilarious. The guy carrying. That you like that part, right? The guy carrying off a podium out of the Capitol building. Okay. Okay, I get there's serious elements to that, but that in it, in and of itself is funny. So uh, was was it funny when there was there was someone with with uh, shitting in Nancy Pelosi's garbage can wastebasket? I didn't that know funny? that happened. You're gonna review the Battle of the Pods. I've sent you the I've sent you the board. What well, you have the board? That it's it's public. It's been on Twitter. I want to hear what you have to say about it because um, you are a seasoned veteran in the NFBC, and and a lot of people are saying multiple multiple time winner. Also in the NFPC as well, league champion, of course. Don't forget that part. Yeah. And uh, let's see, we got here. I, I feel that this board is is um and well, what do I know? But I think, I think, and so and a lot of other people that are credible think this board is going to mirror what's going to happen in in March. Um, what this battle of the podcasts? Yeah. Well, first of all, is there any money online in this draft? Yes, it's a DC. How so? How much money is involved here? How much is a DC? Okay, so there is some skin in the game. For the podcasters draft, did, did anybody time out in this draft? Um, yes. It looks like it looks like it for some of these drafts. These where, where, where do you think the timeout was? Where do you think the timeout occurred? I, I don't have time to analyze and go through all these different teams. You just so you just teams. said it looks like someone timed out. I'm just saying. I know. I said, did anybody time out in this draft? Yeah. All right. And yeah. I'm just because I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to qualify how serious people took this draft. Well, it was no, and people took it serious. It was a serious draft, and mm-hmm. the timeouts were well like into the round 2030s or whatever so no one timed out um okay. any in, in any rounds that we're going to talk about right so people didn't start punting winning until into the 20th into the 20th round exactly basically. exactly right okay just so you know that's never a good strategy i don't recommend punting winning if you're trying to in, in any draft whatsoever 
right? Yeah. First of all, it's like it's like clockwork that you're going to have, you know, Di Pietro, Mr. Poolheader, and uh, whoever. How do you say his last name? Because he's like, you know, I listened to Toby's podcast a few times. I got to give him, I, I, you know, I took some time to listen to him and, and uh, Bubba's podcast together and whatever. And he does this big whole, you know, blown up intro with some kind of voiceover guy. I don't know who did it. Oh, it's Toby G. It's like, and hi, this is Toby. And he comes on, like, match the persona. If you're going to have a guy come on the show and give you this big, you know, intro, like a professional voiceover, if you, if you at least say I'm Toby G, don't say, hi, this is Toby. Say, hey, it's Toby G, you know, that kind of thing. So how do you say his last name? Whatever. So the, the truth is, these and again, the, 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 everybody now has to do the pocket A system. That's the thing. Going back to what you said, I don't really care if his persona matches his introduction because his podcast is really good. I don't. I, I all about content. Do, content. I, I don't care about the presentation. They personally did. I, I told they. I gave them props. They did a good job. They do a good job at the show, right? Actually, did I, did you, did you I see, gave them my criticism. Wait, 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 wait. Do you see the fantasy baseball fantasy awards got nominated today? The fantasy awards? No. Yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that I think their podcast should have been nominated. So their podcast wasn't nominated. No, it wasn't. I think they should have been. Well, you know why? It's because there's like, you know, 90,000 podcasts, you know what I mean, that get lost in the sea of podcasts. So, right? Sooner or later, they may come around to them, right? So, so it is. I mean, it's just like, this is not radio, man. This is like, you know, but this is this, this is how podcasts, this is how podcasting is. I get it. I get it. I just, how it goes. My opinion. So, but uh, yeah, but look, I'm not, I'm not saying they do a bad job, and I'm saying whatever. And I, I made my, I've given my input on that. And, you know, when what's his face, Bobby and, and Trinkin, whatever his name is, talking about like you know, Lou Bob. If I ever hear anybody use the word Lou Bob again, is in, in, in these, these nicknames. Bob say Lou Bob? What? Bob say Lou Bob? Yeah, there's no Lou Bob. Okay. And Trinkin, he's, he's in this podcast league too. Yeah, I said, go, I said, do me a few. Next time you, one of you guys, I just, I dare anybody in one of these leagues, next time you meet, you know, Lou, Lewis Robert in person, welcome them, say, hey, Lou Bob, how's it going? See how far this is going to get you. Let's see what the response is when you call him Lou Bob. At that point. Probably won't respond to anything. Yeah, <laughs> I won't understand anything you're saying. About your way. So, um, but anyway, as I said before, we got the you got the pocket aces kind of things over here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm looking at the board here, and then you know, you got the Giolito Bauer, Giolito in the first round. Yeah, you can go there if you want to. I don't agree with it in the first round. I mean, you know, so. But so uh, you if you're uh, De Pietro. If, uh, yeah, you don't agree yeah with I don't agree with I don't necessarily agree with Luke. You would have gone. You would have gone hitter because I don't. I don't think. Uh, you, you from what was left the there potentially. You would have. You would have gone Yelich, right? I mean, look, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a gigantic Yelich fan. I did take him in my draft. I just thought the first share of Yelich I had a twelve, recently. But I would definitely have probably if I was gonna. I would definitely take Yelich there over over Giolito, for sure. And uh, but you know, but that's to each his own. If you want to get you you want to get a couple of aces, and that's what your uh, you know, you're, you're trying to get, uh, you know, you do, you do what you got to do at the end there if you're picking 13. Different strategy. Right? But, but, but again, I don't understand. You, then, you, then your first hitter, you come back and you get Robert, who, and you got no batting average there. And, uh, you know, you're, you're hurting yourself there. You may be getting a four category guy there. And then you go to Lance Lent. Well, you you got to stay off the pitching at that point. If you get those two pocket aces, man, you got to pound hitting for a while there, man. You can't go to Lance Lent. You know, and Lance Lynn is not like necessarily on, on the upside of his career either. You know, let's not forget about that. Now, there was crack showing last year there, and then you, and you put it on Lance Lynn, right? Marteo's okay, you know, again, pushed him up in the fifth round. You probably could have got him in sixth, splitting hairs, Castellanos, right? You know, Rizzo, I mean, boring, 
pick doesn't do a lot for you across the board. And again, way downside of his career. So oh, there too, you know, I mean, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that pick there. But again, the Donalds, the Josh Donaldson love continually. I, 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 again, don't, yeah, another guy like who could never be on the field, could be on the field for a few weeks and you, and you, and, you, and we've seen it. And how old is he? 35, 36 years old. I mean, I think there's better picks there. I would have taken, what was it? Oh, he actually bell one before him in that round, but uh, I'd rather have Josh bell than, uh, than, uh, than Donaldson. But bell uh, one before him, right? Right? Yeah, Joe Bell and before. What's, but, the, what's uh, the point there? What's the... He, like, he got, he got uh, what else? Well, what's, he got... What's, what's, Schwarber, I got in the way. You know, I would take Schwarber in the 13th before I take Donaldson. You got both I of them. I would take, uh, who else? My round. Well, whatever. I've been going through uh, all these different picks here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and then look, I mean, Gwevin's team, or Toby G. What did you say about Rob's team? You didn't... You didn't, Look, if there's, I've seen worse teams, but I'm just telling you, honestly, where's his power? His after, problem is after hearing what you said, you, I didn't hear anything bad about it. Batting average is going to be a problem, right? First of all, power is going to be a problem, unless like Robert hits like you know 35 home runs at this point. I'm looking down the route here, right? You took a catcher early, you know, in the eighth round. How many? I don't know how many home runs you're expecting Wilson Contreras to give you. So I'm going through that, going through here. And then you then you pumped in, then you threw in Austin Nola. No reason to put Austin Nola in the eleventh round. There, could I would have taken a much bigger hitter there at that point than Nola? At that point, I would have taken someone else. That's my personal preference. But I'm saying, then you're asking, then you need Donaldson to stay on the field, and then you know he's got Yastrzemski. You got to, you know, you got to. Is I mean, I like Yaz, but he's got to be doing what he did uh, the other year. You know, he's got to be doing what he did and continue that on. And, and his upward swing. But you know, some of the later picks there are not bad. I mean, again, Jeff. But then you got Justin. Then you got Justin Turner, another thirty-some odd year old guy. You got Yuli Gurriel, another thirty-some-odd-year-old guy. These are guys are on the downside of their career. There, wow. There's no up. There's wow. no ceil, there's no increasing ceiling with those people. All those guys are thirty-seven years old, right? Turner. Yeah, they're not, and they're not. I said there's no what. What ceiling are you looking for to have occur at that point? You need those two guys from the way you went in this team to do hit like thirty homers. You know, at that at that stage of the draft. So again, not not. I mean, it's not again not a horrific team, but there's going to be problems with this team for sure. You know, and, and even, even, let me look, let me look at the speed, even the speed. I mean, the speed, you got one, uh, I don't know how much you're going to add a Simeon these days. So you got Robert and okay. Robles. You got two speed guys. You got two speed guys. You got maybe you got 40, 40, 45 steals. All right. Mm-hmm. So with those guys, if they, and again, if, who knows Robles is going to hit in that lineup too. You know, Robles could hit what? Robles could hit eighth. Robles could hit ninth. If his turn is going to lead off, and then they added, you know, I don't know, with, with adding Schwarber and Bell, where does Robles hit in that lineup? I'm not hate Robles. I think he's a good candidate to get some um, bounce back value out of this year. Uh, tenth round is not terrific, but uh, like I said, the steals is the issue with this whole team too. So you know, not my favorite team here. And then what do you got for saves? Uh, over there too. I don't know why I'm doing the whole pull hitter. Maybe because he gave me a brilliant idea of mine that I expanded on that I'll, I'll talk about on the show that for later on that I that I I'm going to put in development soon uh, that we came up with. Um, but um, you know, and we know hand is not going to close probably somewhere. This with the way it's going, you know, with the, mm-hmm. the with the Mets if he ends up with the Mets, or whatever. There's a chance he may not close. Even if he even if he ends up with the Jays, he's probably right. not the closer there. Well, didn't the Jay didn't the Jays just sign a closer? Yeah, Yates. So if you, okay. but they're also talking about getting hand as well. Here, yeah, they're talking about everybody. I know, I know. You, you know, you thinking they're going to get everybody? They were supposed to get Brantley too. I heard too. So, <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, so I don't know who's other. And then I guess Melanson's your other closer. I don't know, man. Not not a, not a fan. But again, and, and, I, and I told him on Twitter. I told him on Twitter. I guess when you when you win an overall contest, you can you can just draft drunk or or you know on, on under the influence and draft it any way you want to. So I guess that earns you the right. What am I what am I to say? You know, you won an overall main event, you know, an overall DC contest. You just draft any way you want to. So wait, why the why the hell not? Throw you got money to burn. So why the hell? Try different things. You and I have not won the overall DC. What? You and I have not won. You haven't won. That's yet. correct. And we and we and we're in odds statistically, odds will say, in our lifetime, nor will we, because that is a complete crapshoot. You know, when you're up against several thousand teams, that you're going to win an overall competition like that. Okay. So unless you're Lindy Hinkleman, which means you win everything and you can win it multiple times because he's a savant. But that's a different story. Shout out to Lindy and your sheep, or whatever, or, or whatever you have out there, cows, sheep, whatever you're uh, you're uh, sleeping with these days out there. But um, but anyway. And then, and then Toby, I guess I, and the Toby's team, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be harsh because it's so unlike me to be harsh, but okay, Darvish, Nola, fine, right? And then then, then you got, you know, you go down the road here, you got Merrifield, uh, all right, Bregman, I guess we're all thinking that Bregman's going to be back to 40 homers and, you know, and uh, what he was a few years ago. And then you got, then you put, then you're going to put a catcher. You're going to get Sal Perez in the fifth round, Gleber Torres, Gold, and then, then this whole run of, Goldschmidt, Altuve, Buxton, Brantley, these people, I mean, how old are these guys? You know, and again, all of them past peak, you know, are, are we expecting big rebounds? They're going to get better. And these are, your, these are the heart of your picks. These are the heart of the, you're in the middle and in, in the prime rounds of a draft and you're picking these guys. You are not a catcher guy. Dude. What? You don't go catcher early. You, like there's, no, there's, there's no, there, there's no reason to man. And I, I just, I understand. I understand the whole, I've heard the Ria Milto analysis a thousand times over and then this thing goes in the second round i mean come on man okay i agree i agree with that i wouldn't come on i mean look i mean i, I don't understand i mean the catchers get hurt you know how many games you're going to get a real muto right any any days a foul tip a fun back swing you know away from being out i mean why do you want to gamble with that i mean i, I don't because you want to be smart because it, that's what the thing is I mean, i've never in my life you know, talk to someone after a season and said, maybe, maybe since Piazza was drafted, all right, that, or Ivan Rodriguez, that, oh man, I won my lead because I took a catcher in the second round or I took a catcher in the third round. Never, you know, but proportionally, I've heard from dozens of guys that's got killed because they could catchers early, whether it was Gary Sanchez. Remember when Gary Sanchez was the shit and we had to take him that early and whatever, maybe now, what, well, what's Gary Sanchez right now, right? So this is the thing. So I, I just don't see the need to, to run yourself into that kind of risk picking a catcher in those early rounds. Granted, yeah, I get it. I understand. Where's your list? Where's your list? You would take a catcher. What? Where's Where's your list? You taking a catcher this year? Where am I taking? See, it's in this where, year. This where, is where is the earliest you have taken a catcher this year? Um, I'd have to think, man. It's, but it's definitely nothing. I don't think I've taken a catcher any have earlier you, than. Have you drafted Will Smith or Sal no. Perez? No, no. Yeah. Sal, Sal Perez, I might have done way, way back when, but he was late still. I think later, maybe, unless that was last year. I don't lose, they all run into each other, man. I've done so many drafts. I think the earliest catcher I was taking is maybe uh, Sean Murphy, I want to say, and maybe in the teens, I want to say, because okay. of a top catcher, that kind of thing. I mean, every year there's a one or two or three, like Austin Nola from last year. Austin Nola wasn't even drafted. You don't know if that's going to happen. Look about look at Mitch Garver a couple of years ago. It was a 30th round pick for me, man. That won me a, lead, won me a title. I mean, probably a main event title. I'm out, I'm out on Nola. I think Nola, like I looked at it, like, I looked at over a lot of, I looked at a lot of his home runs. They just were like they were wall scrapers. 
I think but it was he, not even that, man. He's a catcher. Yeah, I he, mean, it's like these early rounds, you want to you want to pound these categories, blocks that better and, and reduce the risk of you know injury and all these different things, man. It's just like it have a guy play, you know, 150, you know, games, so 160 games, right? Yeah, a career year last year. You know, so I, I don't know, man. I, I just not a fan of that and now that now everybody's all over him you know, and all the analysis and i gotta have him you know and i know why he got taken here because like i said what well, toby's all over remuto there or the other one's all over remuto and then okay we're in that draft so i gotta I got pump him the second round make him a second round pick and then and then you tank your team because you do that makes no sense makes no sense but the rest of i'm surprised that because like i said these there's so many picks man and then you take guys like you know david price in the freaking 14th round that's a death pick right there keichel I mean, you know, you're expecting Holland's going to be the same old clothes as always been. Okay, maybe right there. Yadi Molina, when's the, did he play last year? I mean, he doesn't have a team yet, you know, in, in there. You know, I, a lot of these guys don't have teams, though. A lot of these guys are free agents around here. Like, you, right? like, you mentioned Semyon. And, um, you know, but got, I mean, and you go down the line here, like, you know, you got Longoria and JP. I mean, I mean, people Upton, Upton in the 20th round. What are you expecting he's going to do? I, I'd love. I, what am I missing on Justin Upton? What have I? What have I not seen in the last few years that that you are seeing? You know, forget it. Yeah. <clears throat> so the, I heard an interview with Upton, and he said he, he basically conceded he's not going to steal any bases anymore. Look, it's just I just not I just not impressed by that team. But you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams here that you know, and there's some decent teams in here too. I mean, uh, for sure. That that are in this league. I'm trying to look. What's a decent team? This guy Waxman. Let me look at his Waxman. This this guy's Waxman's team. I don't think I have enough pitching in this team. No, you don't. So you know, and then you really bump pushed up Molly to be an ace, the the number three starter, and he's not. That's in there. So. But what else is it? What else? I'm not looking. Not a fan of Dylan Moore in the eighth. I'm not a fan of freaking. You know. Uh, he's, he's Springer, I mean, look, uh, I would. Did I want the Mets to have Springer? Sure, I want that Mets to have Springer. Do I think coming off signing this gigantic mega money contract in Toronto? Uh, I don't know. I think you're splitting hairs over Springer, like for Springer. It, it but, is- but in the fifth round, I mean, he's going to still put up solid numbers. I mean, I, I no doubt. I mean, I'm not saying he's hard. Okay, well, go, let's go back to my Molly pick. Who would you have taken over Molly there? Because I needed pitching. The ninth round. Who did? Let's see. Who who was after that? Who was who, who went after Molly that you like better? I would have waited and taken, and I'm just going to go for upside. Later, I would have taken Dustin May, potentially. I would have taken, potentially, McCullers. I would have taken Montas. I would have taken, let me see, looking down here. I would even rather have even Smiley a few rounds later, I think. You know, Smiley. Given so, far. so, but people forget. And again. Well, Smiley, I, I, I could have had Smiley. Like I didn't jump Molly for Smiley. Smiley, I could have, I could have both. Way early on Molly, so where I got Molly. That's way early on Molly, at this point. And you know, you're expecting you know, big things out of there. So nothing wrong with Woodruff. Nothing wrong with Liam Hendricks. If you want to you know, blow your load in the fourth round on a closer, you know, uh, you can do that. That's there, and you know how they are from year to year, right? Yep. So, and uh, I mean, Urias is fine. I mean, I like him. Solid. Why not seventh round? Can not going to kill you, hurt you there. And I think he's pretty solid. So, but again, what Segura? I mean, dude, in the eleventh round, Segura. Solid. What, what, what do you expect? From what, do you, what are you expecting Segura to do now? All of a sudden, you know, you uh, these these like you're these, you're expecting like a renaissance from Segura in the eleventh round. Let, let's see where Segura went in in my in my draft. Yeah, let's see. Let's see where where's my draft board that I sent you. You got Molly in the fourteenth round. Five, right. five rounds after. You should have taken him thirteen, right? <laughs> 
Well, that, okay, partially my fault because obviously I reached on him relative to ADP. Um, but man, what what is that? Four? You got him at the fourteen. Thir- so th- what's th- what's thirteen times fifteen? Ninety-five. You, you got him like close to two hundred. That's fucking bullshit. Right. Well, sometimes you know. I mean, it, you know, I wasn't planning on him, but hey, look it up. So why not? So uh, when I was there, you know, if you say if you let me have him, and I was talking I'm to guys after that, like, who, like who's in this draft? Well, we, we, well, we, it was like really a fourteen-team draft because we had Van Riper, DVR was in the league, so that's a whole other story when we get to this draft. So well, the way he was drafted, I, I don't know. I've been looking. Look, Zine Segura went. Leave the Molly went that late. And then you got, well, go ahead. What are you going to say? You got Urias. You got, you, got, you also get Urias in round seven, same as me. Yeah. Then Valdez in round five. That's fine. Yeah, five, six, but I had to get another another starter in there because I went I went with the three hitters. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. You know, and you're not going to go on with a run with a, with a start of Yelich, Bichette, Endeavors like that either. So, so uh, there. But so, um, but anyway, I mean, the and what else? So, yeah, in this round, in this draft, and I think he even got pushed up in this draft, he went the 13th, was when Segura went. Segura, yeah, and that's and to me, that was even early. I've seen him go later than that on there, too. Okay, so went the 13th, and where did I get him? What's in, you got him in what the 11th, 10th? I got him in the 11th round because why did you and you didn't need a second baseman? Uh, so, I needed a third baseman, yeah. So, Segura's playing third. And that's what you're gonna. That's what, what, what kind of power are you gonna get out of Segura playing third base for you? You want a guy that's gonna hit homers at third base. And what is he gonna give you? Eight, eight, eight to ten, maybe eight, ten steals, and some batting average. So tell me, what are you expecting Segura to do this year? That's worth eleventh round pick for third base. Okay, who would you take in there? Right. Who would you take in there? Well, I mean, what what third baseman? Where, where what's the third base with? Uh, I could have taken Chris Bryant. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's 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 probably marginally better the way he's going these days. Uh, that's there. I'd rather take the eight stolen bases. I'm pretty like secure. Okay, give me give me Austin Riley over Gene uh, over Gene Segura. Okay, give me the guy who's on the up, showing the signs of, of a bust out. You know, right oh, now who's going? Yeah. No way. Give like, me Austin, Austin Riley. Riley. He, might, he has the same profile as like uh, uh, Miguel Sano. I learned my lesson. He's got the same profile as a Miguel Sano and Bobby Dahlback. No, no, no. He's not nearly as bad he's as. Uh, a little bit, he's going to get you a little bit better counting stats than that, but. Like he'll play more, like he should play more. But I'm telling you, and later on, you took Kyle Seeger. Dude, you took Kyle Seeger in the 19th round. If you're going to take Segura, how much difference in statistics? Look at the numbers the two of them put up last year. Did Segura play last year? I mean, he's so insignificant. What numbers did he put up last year? What was Segura's numbers? And look what Kyle Seeger did last year at third base. You got Kyle Seeger in the 19th round. He could put up, he could put up better numbers easily than Segura by far at third base. Seager, right. he was seven home runs, two stolen bases last year. Okay, and what did, and what did Kyle Seager do last year? He had more. Yeah, a shit ton more. What else did he do? How many RBIs did he score? How many RBIs did he have? How many runs did he score? He was better last year, but Seager has a track record. He's a, he's a solid guy. Like if you're gonna get boxed out of third base, you know, I mean, get you you put him in there. But uh, it's not only at his box in the still still uh, at third base. I I have done more. Who has a he's the easy upside play second base. If Dylan Moore doesn't pan out, then I can move Segura. Segura is my he's my insurance policy. Right. You could have taken, dude, you could have easily taken instead of Dylan Moore in the eighth round, you could have taken Matt Chapman. Okay. There's your third baseman you should have taken instead of right there, right there. That's what you should have done. Matt Chapman's 
And you could have got more later. And you could have got Dylan more later. You need to you need to work on it, man. No, knowing where these guys go more. And stop looking at his ADPs and get a feel for a draft and stuff like that because you could have got Dylan more later. You could. Mm-hmm. You could have gotten Dylan more later. Uh more into the ninth round in mind. And these are the guys in the know that know what these are guys guys that know what they're doing. Okay. Where, where am I taking Tyler Molly? I don't know. Yeah, not not in the ninth round. It would have forced you not to make the mistake of thinking Tyler Molly where you got him dude, at that point. Dude, Molly's going. If I left Molly to go to pick, like look at the other pitchers that went mm-hmm. after Molly. So what's wrong with one with Sixto Sixto Sanchez? What's wrong with you know, uh, Savali could be easily had the skills to bounce back. Dustin May. What's wrong with McCullers after that? What's wrong? Like I said, Montas. Again, again, everybody's shitting on Montas. 11th round. Great. I like that pick there. And Montas has got, he was a fourth round darling last year. So he has a, in a shortened season. Right? He was a big, he was going in the fourth, fifth round in main events last year. Was he really? Yeah. Said there was all over him. He thought it was the greatest thing in a man. He was all impressed, taking no, oh, man, great, great, really impressed, whatever. Five, six, maybe fifth round in, in main events. Go look at his ADP. Okay. From last year, I, I don't, I don't recall. By the time draft, right? We were so pumped up on freaking, you know, uh, the Montas blow breakout, right? So, and, and now all of a sudden this year, he's he's in a scrap heap, and from because of a COVID shortened season. No, I, I like Montas. I, mean, I think he has a great price this year. I actually, uh, that's that's the one picture that I that I um, was sort of wavering back and forth with Bali on. Hey, so, but I could I could have had I could have had Montas in the tenth round, but I want Sean Murphy again early. You pushed. Look at this. This draft seems like you like pushed up a lot of people, man. Yeah, this is a tough competition. Yeah, man. But you, but see, you just don't worry. But don't worry about the competition. Just you know, learn learn how to build a team that like you know that you don't. You don't that's like a, not a panic, but without, without panic picks. You said you got to know your opponents, and now you're saying don't worry with it. Yeah, but no. But I'm saying, but you're making like you know you know who you're drafting with, but don't don't make panic picks. You worry about how much you're going to take these pick these picks. They're not panic right? picks. I know they're. I know these players are not going to make it back. So that you know, you know they're going to be all over Corey Kluber and Michael Pineda and people like that. Those are your big your big stars. I mean TJ Anton. I I get it. TJ another another Toby probably favorite here. He, and he's in the twentieth round, trying to set new mins on everybody. I mean, is that the goal? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, if if, if you don't set the mins, then somebody else is going. But he's not. Look, look, it's not. That's not the worst pick you made. TJ Anton in twenty. I've seen him go. Early, early, early is twenty, but here and there too, you know. You took, bumped, where, where did you take him in the draft? I bumped him up. I bumped him up a little bit in the, in this in this one as well for myself because I because I need but I needed another starter big time there potentially. You don't like Rob's team. You don't like my team. You don't like Toby's team. Who's team? Rob's team? Rob's team has a slight edge over. I would give him over Toby's team, but uh, give me some other team I'm supposed to critique here that you. Think uh, how does my team stack up against those two teams? I mean, I don't know, man. I'm looking at this team. I, I, this team is just. I think it's DOA, man. I think your team's DOA, bro. All right. So what team do you, you know, like? You know DOA stands for, right, bud? Right? Yeah. Dead on arrival, right? It's American for dead on arrival. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Totally. So I just, I mean, look, look, you can't go wrong with bets. Start off with. And you, and you, and, and you, and the, and the Bogart's love is never ending for him there too. So again, I mean. So do you uh, like Bogart's or not? I'm, I said, I, I think he's, he's a guy that uh, is, is reached his peak. He might be better than Bichette that you've taken in the early. I would, I would, I will lay money that Bichette has a better year than Bogarts. Any day. Uh, it's questionable, but I, well, 
that's a it's a bet for another time. Okay, so what team do you like here? Uh, I, I like Bubba's team. Yeah, I mean, I like his I like his first three picks. I'm not a, I'm not a gigantic Sonny Gray fan. If I have if I had my choice instead of taking Sonny Gray in the fourth round, I wouldn't have taken some. I would have taken someone else. So there. Um, I, I, I liked I liked his first I liked his start. That's just one thing that stuck out to me. Um, don't believe I'm not a big Javier Baez fan, but whatever. Yeah, neither am I. Neither am I. So uh, I'm not, I'm not Zach just, Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, I have my concerns about. You know, so I don't like I don't like Tommy Pham. That's sort of where I, I mean I, I just don't understand again the the Andrew McCutcheon love again again another guy that not getting any younger and I don't see what 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 kind of meg, mega stats does he put up that. You know, you feel that he's going to be doing it, you know, more so or back to his old self. What numbers you're looking for there? Okay, well, you know what? This is a tough league, so not, not, all the teams are all the teams are going to have a weakness. I think. Um, let's look. See, but he told. But see, the, the difference thing is, if I was in this league, you know, the, my team wouldn't have a weakness. All right. Well, okay. You understand that, right? Because you have because you, you have a lot of people. I don't know who certain players are. You got guys timing out later rounds, you know, and whatever here. Okay, right. I, think, I think I I think I found a team that you might like. I think what team, team one? I think team, team what? Team one, I think you might like. Okay, let's, let's look at uh, like Johnny with with the gaze. He's been in my leagues before, so nothing wrong with Sartie starting out. You know, um, I guess you think that Zach Allen, this is a year <laughs> if you're going to take him on the two the two turns there. Look, well, look, we're pitchers. Look at where the pitchers are going. Yeah, but, but okay, so you take Gallon and then you have Alcantara and. In the sixth, you don't touch him. Another pitcher at the sixth round, and I mean, I, again, another another industry darling with Alcantara, but I don't know what people think he's going to do. That he's going to win what 15, 17 games and strike out two and something guys. And is this the year for Miami? Maybe, but I'm you know, and this to me in the sixth round, and then you got Karinchak, and as a closer, and I don't know, is he guaranteed to close no, for sure? No. On that team, and, and and I love love the K's, love what he does. Is he guaranteed to close? And Dom Smith, is he is he gonna is he gonna DH? Is he gonna be a DH? I mean, Solak in the ninth round. I mean, I guess because he's not gonna come back to you. He's getting pushed up here, man. Like he, I Castle, thought, I mean, and the, again, another industry favorite. He was Zach Eflin is your another another. Was your that's your number three starter? Strowman's your fourth starter. No, man. Sheffield's your fifth starter. Come on, man. No. Sorry, that team's not going to do too well either. Okay, so, well, well, if all the teams aren't going to do well, then they're. I'm still looking, man. I'm sure I, I find a team that I, if I went through here, like this, like it's all relative, right? So just because you're not in the league, so obviously, obviously, if you're in the league, you you'd crush this. But like, <laughs> all the certain people, <laughs> we're starting so far behind. Let me let me look here. I'm just trying to find somebody that I would say, okay. I could I could get behind this. So far, it's actually like you, like you started with Rob's team, and you're actually you were you're beating up a little bit on Rob's team. But actually, when you've gone through all the teams, like it seems like you like Rob's team most out of all the teams you've looked at so far. Uh, see now now he's gonna get a big head and be like, oh, it's great, you know. <laughs> no, I mean I just don't, you know, I don't love the Lance Lynn pick there. I think I would have he put Robert with somebody. The Lance Lynn pick just like put the pressure on. How do you, I mean, you, you could, dude? You could have he could have had. Giolito, Bauer, Robert, and then taken like I don't know Albies. You could have taken Corey Seager, dude. You could have taken there. I mean, even Rosarina. You could have paired him with a nice batting average guy who's as a huge run producer. 
and you let Lance live. I mean, that's the thing that hurt you there. So, okay, what team? What team do you like? You, you like to start with Trout Mondesi? Let's see where's Trout Mondesi. Trout Mondesi, Glasnow, Bray, Guerrero, Lizardo. Yeah, yeah, but that team could be. Who's Montanez? Jorge, he's um, basically he's he, he did well. Everyone, he was a guy who was pissing everyone off, um, sniping everyone. I mean, Kirk's not going to be now that the whole situation changed in Toronto. Yeah, that's going to be tougher. You're not going to have a catcher, but uh, there. But uh, let's see. yeah, yeah, his next catcher is Lee's Torrens in the 27th round. But I like a lot of his picks. Can't get room with Cole. I mean, Bichette is a steal falling way down in there. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not a fan of Kershaw, but if you back him up to Cole, fine. You got Hater, you got Carrasco in the fifth, which is fine. Alonzo, you know, Austin Meadows could bounce back this year, be big. Let's see, Chapman, yes. I mean, Rosario, Verdugo, Hap. I love those three in a row like that. Could be solid. You yeah. know, one Rosario there, but I'm not a winner, winner. You know, and then Devin Williams in the 14th round. I could see Hater getting traded. I think Devin Williams could really be. Um... Yeah, I just think that he's going to be the guy that uh, they're going to go to a lot because he's going to be. Yeah, uh, at I, least be a share of the saves there. I just think that uh, under the circumstances, it's going to be like that. Yeah, I can see that. Machado, Maeda, Alves, Conforto, Biggio. I hate Granky. You didn't do shoot yourself in the foot with Granky there. Yeah, Granky. What, what, what team are you looking at? Mayor's team. I mean, Alves in the fourth round and Biggio in the sixth. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, huh? I mean, I don't mean, like I said, and I'm now more, more, more so ever, Biggio batting second in that lineup, potentially? I think how upset I was when, when I was uh, I was ready to take, I'm like, is Alves actually going to fall me in the fourth round? I was ready to fucking pounce all over that. What about uh, Dave McDonald and Jake? You know Dave, right? Let's see, Story, Flaherty. Early, please, Zach, but that's what, that's what the draft was, right? Rosarina. Why Kyle Hendricks, though, man? There, you don't, yeah, you don't like you. Well, that's you. You don't like Kyle Henry. In the fifth round, I mean, Maddie, yeah. Let me see. So, DeBrian, Gaussman, Varsha on the ninth round. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, okay. Getting out of control. <laughs> Getting out of control. So, Davis is Freeman, Lindor, Rendon, Seeger. Okay, great. Phenomenal. Beautiful. Okay. And then it's like Barrios is your, is your ace. What are other taking? Freaking Bundy over Barrios, probably definitely could use more steals there than taking Brandon Lau. So you take you take Bijou over Lau. Matt Matt loves Lau. Yeah, I would have taken Lau. I mean, I would have taken Bijou over Lau because you don't need him. Was well, he? He's going to give you some power Lau. and whatever. He loves Lau. I mean, but you need his steals there. You got Lindor. Yeah, he's got twenty steals, right? You have basically Lindor. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but in his defense, he said he also, he's also expecting Rendon to steal some bases. Yeah. Okay, you're expecting Rendon and then okay, Lindon and Freeman will give you five more combined. What do you think? What's his out? He's thinking Margot and Dubon are going to get him a bunch of steals. Like, so you know, he's looking for Shogo. He's fishing down here for those. I'm not a Snell fan there. So, Marte, Bundy, that team's a mess. Gouvier. So, what else? Uh, I think we've gone through all the teams and you hate them all. What about Justin Mason? Seeing team seven. Trey Turner, Ballinger, that's good. Why, why, is it, why, why is he always using the same Salinger all the I, time? I have no idea. Is that his wife's maiden name, probably? I don't know. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Turner, I guess. Ballinger. Although, man, Turner and Bichette would be sweet. Like 70 steals, 40, 50 homers. 60 Maybe. steals if you're lucky. 60 steals, 50 homers. Mayu. I guess Burns, Chapman, Voigt. 
Ugh. And you, fall, and you fall apart with the void judge, Nelson Cruz. Corbin, oof, no. And then we got Kim, which we'll talk about. Yeah, I'm going to say there's just no. Okay, so unpause. Let's pick a winner. So can I, can I, can I pick, after spending 10 minutes of analyzing almost every team on this board, can I pick none of the above? <laughs> no, you can't. All right, all right. Um, team has to win this to draft. I mean, look, there, there are some, look. There's, I don't, okay, so like. I will, I, give, I will tell you, Mont, I will tell you. What did you say? I don't think any team can feel bad after listening to you analyze this because you disliked every single team. Well, I like I like some of the you know a good chunk of Montanez's draft. Even I know who he has, you know, Mayor was decent until he shot himself in the foot with with the Granky pick over there. A lot of great picks in that draft. But is Granky going to kill you? Just- no, not not if because you have Degrom and Maeda. I mean, it's not the worst in the world, and you got McCullers later on to maybe, you know. Potentially make up for Granky there. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I think that I think Mayor's got a lot of potential, that team. And uh, I think Maddie Wood has got some, Matt Davis has got guys that love the first four started. I guess if you, you know, and I would have probably taken, he could have had in the third round coming back. He started with Freeman Lindor and he could have got Jimenez on the way back and he took Rendon over Jimenez. Uh, So I, I would have taken, imagine that. You had like friend Freeman, Lindor, Jimenez, and then and then Corey Seager. Forget it, man. Deadly. But the main problem with his team is the pitching. I mean, he's got and I got, but I like a lot of his picks. But some of that pitching is just not going to carry him there. Is it Barrios, your and, and Paddock and Musgrove? Those are your aces. We were top three starters. So right. uh, then he told you he skipped on Biggio and took and took low. And this was a sixth round when you didn't you need steal stolen bases, but um. Yeah, so I would go with Montana. You know, I like Montanez. Team, team three and four, you didn't really look at yet, or you passed them by, or you, you, did you look at those? I just kind of, I just kind of blew by those those teams because no, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of a lot of a lot of high risk picks there. A lot of my favorites, and I told you Morris has got the the JT removed on the side. I spent way too much time on this podcast, Jeff, because you know, and I know this feeds the egos of everybody out in the podcasting world and whatever it may be. But in general, for for those of you out in drafting land that are trying to become uh, high-stakes uh, drafters and everything, do not draft like a podcaster, right, for the most part. But um, but I'll give, if I have to pick people, I will give Montanez Mayer the edge there with a special honorable mention to potentially uh, – Matty Wood? Matty Wood, let's say. All right. All right. So All that, right. that's my – I spent enough time on this. Well, we paused it, so let's put that to bed. Uh, let's put that to bed, correct. Okay. So let's move on. Or, or the 600-pound gorilla, no how, depending on how fat you want your gorilla, um, the Ha Seung Kim. Okay. So, so you, 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 you as a, an industry expert now, trying to be an analyst, okay, you tell me and make me the case that he's worth an 8th to 10th round pick. Go ahead. I'm listening. Let me, let me hear what you have to say. What do you expect him to be if you're taking him in the 8th round, ninth round of a draft? I'm expecting from him about 18 home runs and – 18 stolen bases, 18-18. That's what you're expecting? As an eighth-round pick? Yeah, but I'm also expecting to gain eligibility at second base at least. So he'll have shortstop second base eligibility. Okay, so you're drafting an eighth-round pick for eligibility? For the most part, 18 homer and 18 steals and eligibility. Okay, so you just described Tommy Edmond to me. Okay, go ahead. Who you can get how many rounds later? You just described Tommy Edmond for me. Zero rounds later. What? Zero. Tommy Tommy Edmond's on the eighth round, is he? 
Strolling around like one thirty, I think. Yeah, where are you going? Right. Around the same. Well, let's look at but this. Look, there's a, there's a big difference. There's a big difference between Tommy Edmund, for example, and Kim. You know what it is? You know the you know what the main what is what is you know what the main difference? Are you okay there, Zach? You look like you're passing out, man. You 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 all right? Looking at my phone. Sorry. Okay, good. Let me make sure you're not throwing up. I, I, bent I, forgot over actually, up. I forgot we're actually recording. Oh, you did? Good. Yeah. You forgot you're actually doing a podcast. This, this, this yeah, is a we're actually a video. <laughs> yeah, great. So um, the so tell me so so as I said before the the, the major difference between Kim and Edmund is what. Um, I'd say the um, home runs and stolen bases. No, you, you're, not, you're not. That's not it. Yeah, I think you're it just is. talking about project. You're just talking about projections now. When you talk about the home runs, stolen bases. Yeah. What's the What's the major difference going into the season between Kim and Edmund? Okay, I think I know what you're getting. At. You, the, Kim has no experience and no track record at all. Yeah, ex- exactly. And he is a Korean League baseball player. Right? He's not even a ja- he's not even a Japanese league baseball player, okay? Because the, the, he's this is not like an American player that went over a major league ball player, played in Korea and came back, right? Right? It wasn't like an Eric Tim's uh, Thames kind of thing. He went over to whatever and had a good career and came back. And we saw all that blew up, or someone like that, you know, or 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 Dan Straley who went there and came back, pitched like Cy Young numbers and was you know didn't come back though this year. Yeah. Okay? He's this is a, a player who's never faced major league pitching. Ever, right? Never seen a pitch in the major leagues, right? And they're and they're trying and you're you're doing analysis of his batted balls to how how uh, skills in the Korean baseball league, which is the equivalent of what? Double A, single? I think single A, single maybe single A, maybe even single A baseball. Okay, in terms of the quality of pitching that he's facing and whatever. Number one. Okay, and and, and again, Japanese baseball as is Japanese baseball players go. How many name on, on how many hands? How many great Japanese hitters came over to American baseball? You got Jerichos, your Hideki Matsui's. Who else? Who I'm missing right now? Um, I, I was done at Ichiro. You know, I mean, in terms of them, they're really you know the guys you're expecting to put up. Yeah, no, I, I get you on Hideki Matsui. Right? I forgot about him. I don't you know. Ma- major your major numbers, and I'm, I'm maybe I'm missing a couple off the top of my head in terms of hitters because there may have been all right a few. Uh, that came over here that are, you know, but, but, but how many Korean born players that came over here, right? If they're playing there in, you know, and came over here and uh, lit it up as a hitter, name them. Very few, but very few. Very few, players. name one. I'm, I'm, name, someone name one, Jung Ho Kang. That's the only one that comes to mind for a, that he they had, a, had a, some power for a year, right? That I can remember. Then, right? he, then he got, then he got Berserko, a blackout. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not saying he's going to do that. But I'm okay. Well, they're going to say, "Oh, he's a lot younger. He's a lot younger." Okay, that's that's fine. That's great. But but for where he's being drafted, he's going to have to be like the freaking like what the the mini Ichiro of, of like of Major League Baseball this year. Uh, for I don't I why why would you want to? You're expecting to have these massive expectations in this guy. He's never seen a Major League pitch. He's not to mention the division. He's in like the ballpark. He's hitting it in the best hitters ballpark. It's better in San Diego. Look at the pitching you're facing in that division. On top of that, too, right? In terms of the pitching he's going to be facing, and and, and he's not even guaranteed. And he's not even guaranteed. Is he going to get full time at bats? Is he really going to be out there every single day? That's the thing we don't know. Okay, and and so I, and everybody's on the hype train. He's not 
you, you just not worth it to me to take an eighth round pick there. Where would you, where would you take him? Look at, look, I mean, look at some of the players. I mean, that, you, that I've seen him go play ahead of. He's gone ahead of guys like uh, Schwarber, Rosario, Edmund, Stanton, May, Santander, Solak. Let me give you another one, okay? I'm going to give you a name for you. I'm going to, I'm going to say this right now. What are the chances? Uh, let me give, you give me the odds. Chances. What are the odds here that Leody Tavares has a better season than Kim? Um, I'd say it's 50-50. 50. There you go. So I'm going to tell you. Okay, at that point. So Tavares is not going that much further. Well, but but again, again, go, would, would you can get him. Tavares could be a couple rounds later, right? And he's got major. He's we've seen him do it in the major leagues. At that point, outfield versus second and shortstop. Oh, all right, fine. You want to? You want to do that? Does that buy you? Any, you know, out route, out round pick. Maybe because second base, you know, maybe because second base is weaker this year. I get it, but but I think everybody want is getting. In, it's a shiny new toy syndrome, man. I, I just think that that's what's happening right now, you know. And I and I'm thinking people. I I, I think he's going to be people going to be massively disappointed. You know, I would like to see. Do we want to see? I'm not wishing you well. I'm with the guy. Love to see the guy do great. But you're, it's a tall order, man, for where he's going right now. And he's only getting pushed up, right? And you, and you know if he goes into spring training and he's rocking, you know, in spring training games, he's spraying up all over the place running. People are going to be all over him too, right? For sure. He, he, he could bump, he could, you can see that guy in the sixth, seventh round by the time drafts come in. And you're, and you're going to – you don't have to be the smart one, man. I, I just tell people – I'm just telling people on Kim, you, know, you don't, try not, don't have to be the smart one. I wouldn't take him there. So you think, you think he's going to get pushed up even more? Yeah, I sure he is. If he if he goes into in spring training, right, and he's he said he's hitting the ball, he's spraying it all over the place, looking good in spring training, running around. You know he's gonna go get pushed up because everybody wants that big bust out guy. What? Get pushed up if he's actually, what? If he's actually hitting the ball well, then he should be pushed up, right? Yeah. So you so you do so that's what you should do. You you go into you go into drafts for a big high dollar draft because you want to get you know guys that look good in spring training. I mean, look, last year, everybody was taking Lewis Robert in the fourth round, right? Right. And it, based on his major league, minor league numbers, and he never saw a pitch in the major leagues ever, but he was a fourth-round pick. So if he can be a fourth-round pick with that kind of hype, the way they're hyping, the way they're hyping Kim, he can't be – he's not going to be in a sixth-round pick, seventh-round pick? Watch, I don't know. Oh, I Maybe. You're gonna see people. You're gonna see people jumping in there because again, all this crazy ass hype we have on the guy. So I just think that people are taking them way too early, man. Before we see anything and know anything, but again, not much risk on a at a 150 DC. But you know, I am not a fan and I'm not I'm not a believer because maybe maybe I haven't. Maybe people saw him and said, man, this guy is the next the second coming. And he's not he's not even supposed to be the Mike. I heard the Mike Trout of of Japan. He's not even coming over here. So is this the is this the Ichiro of of uh, of uh, Korea? I don't know. Right, but I think it's I just think it's a tall order that you expect him to come over here, you know, never facing major league pitching, you know, new new league, you know, new new whole new country, you know, whole so many so many variables that could go wrong here, man. You're asking for a lot for a pick right there. And I just don't like to mess around and get cute in the top ten picks, you know, ten rounds of my draft. Just don't. Don't. All right. So, and I'm so and maybe I'm just saying that because I'm trying to throw everybody off him because when I dra- I'm gonna, I'm going to draft him myself. That's for you to decide. <laughs> so well, yeah, Game, gamesmanship. I can't. I, I can't stop you from doing what you do. All right. So give me. Do you have some other ADP risers and falls? Yeah, we got some ADP. So what I did was I looked at the um, ADP in um, November and December, and I compared it to, to January. The, the players that have moved up the most um, that are relevant. First one is Amir Garrett. So 
I don't know how much time I want to spend on these closers, which is, which they're obvious. Um, Deakman, Garrett, um, Robbie Grossman. Why is, why is Amir Garrett and, and, you know, I mean, how much has he moved up? Because you're thinking he's going to be the help you the close. Cause he said he's going to be the closer. He's moved up from 450 to 300 approximately. Right. Because why? Cause he made the self-proclaimed announcement that he's going to be the closer and everybody's buying to that. Right. There's, there, there's, there, there's so many possible people that could be the closer on the team, including your boy, TJ Antone. <laughs> you yeah. know, he could end up being a closer for all we know. My boy might be your boy. Right. So, uh, our boy. And Jake Deakman, because I guess it was announced that he is the favorite there, which, which I don't, I'm not even sure about. So, where's, where, where's Deakman? That's how much I know about where, where he's closing right now. Oakland. He's not going to be closing in, in, in Oakland, man. They they they're they're all over Wendelkin. That's that's the latest news I hear about. They don't want him. They want him potentially to close. So. Yeah, I heard that too. Then Robbie Grossman because he's got, he a, got a job because he got a job. Ahmed Rosario moved up from three forty to two thirty. Whoa, two thirty eight. Two thirty eight. Yeah, because you know he was a you know he he needed playing time, man. He got that was gonna be. The, there's no reason why that you know um, Cleveland's not gonna run him out there every day. So he will be out there and sold him in it. So I'm not surprised. I'm sure both those ADPs went up to, for them. And they got speed. The, 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 and, then, and, and Rosario potentially won't kill you with the batting average. So it wasn't like he was a bad, I think that for what, you know, for everybody ripping on um, Cleveland, man, they didn't do a bad job in getting those two players. They filled two holes. I mean, those are massive upgrades on their infield what they had before, you know, not other than Lindor. I mean, they, they had, uh, those yeah. are gigantic upgrades. And what they had there. The guys they're going to bring up potentially this year. Like, I mean, who the hell was going to play, you know, when Lenore was gone, who, if you didn't play some, replace him with Rosario and, you know, and you have Cesar Hand as a second base, who's playing second and third short? I mean, I think the Jimenez and, and uh, Rosario are upgrades over whoever they have there. There's actually talk about um, Jimenez getting sent down to the minor leagues to start the year. Yeah, that would just be stupid. Tyler Duffy, people are catching on to that. Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, I keep hearing Michael Lorenzo every single year. Okay. Well, so, now he's going to be potentially start in the starting rotation. If they're not, yeah. if he's not, then it's our yeah, one. But, it, but the, the, the thing, if you're in the starting rotation and you're bad, it's not, it's not, it's not a great thing to be drafting him. So but Michael Lorenzo might not be bad. He could be good. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, he got, he got, he's got like the whiff, uh, whiffs and the, all the peripherals that that uh, indicate as a, as a as a as a relief pitcher. What, is, what has he done as a starter? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Yimmy Garcia. Closer, closer potentially, right? Kirk, Alejandro Kirk, he'll shoot back. So that's going to go, that's going to go back down quickly, right? Oscar Mercado, Adam Eaton, Jock Peterson. I don't know why. Let's reverse this and let's look at the biggest drop, the biggest drops. Will Smith dropped 100 uh, slots. Um, With the closer, Will Smith? Yeah. Don't know why. Renato Nunez, obviously. Daniel Hudson, I guess that's an inverse um, thing with. Pick, pick a player that like, you're just shocked that dropped all these players. I'm looking. Players. I'm looking as we go along. David Price, yeah, obviously. Joe Adele, obviously. Seth Lugo, Cesar Hernandez, not getting a job. Luis Severino, obviously. Garbage. Um, Mackenzie Gore, it's obvious why he's dropped. Austin yeah. Slater, not, I don't know why he would drop. <clears throat> like that stacked in the San Francisco outfield. They have out there. Kirby Yates dropped. He dropped from 185 to 220, but that's going to oh, that's, like, that's not going to last. That's you know, no. Wander Franco back. Oh, yes. That makes sense. Um, Christian Javier dropped. 
from 200 to 230 just because people are putting wet blankets on what he did last year, which could be legitimate. He didn't get he didn't get a he didn't get a rousing uh, forecast or review either. So as no. well. Okay. So, um, Aaron Bomber, obviously, because they've signed what's his face. Cronenworth dropping because of Kim. There's, like, I'm, I, there's nothing earth shattering here at all in terms of. So let's get into some other news and notes for the people who really care about here too. Okay. You know, so I mean, I, I have learned in this season. I, I can't, I can't put my name on a sign up board early in the NFPC because as soon as my name goes on the board, you know, these these draft champions just fill up immediately when they see my name on the board. Draft champions to be done. A lot, fifteen, maybe something like that. Really? So you're, you're, you're pacing more than you were last year. Yeah, 13, 14, something like that. I usually, yeah, I usually do like 13, 14, 15, something like that. So, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's an interesting phenomenon. But um, And then I, I added to my two best, I got two more new great excuses that I've gotten in, 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 fast, in fast drafts of why people are taking too much time to pick. I, I, got, I have my ongoing list of the worst excuses. Ever. I had one guy tell me, sorry, I got distracted. I was buttering fillets. So, which I think is some kind of euphemism for God knows what. Uh, so I don't know what was going on there, but the buttering fillets was a good one. That might have been in Matty Wood, you know, from what I remember. It, it strikes me that it was something he would say. Also, the, the other big news, if anybody missed it on the boards, for those that are listening to this, the MTM Ultimate, you know, uh, is officially sold out again for his 10th anniversary season in New York City. And uh, I'll remind people this was a draft that I won uh, again for the second time. I'm only the second two-time winner of the draft in his 10-year existence, which is a, a nice... Uh, good ratio. Good ratio. And, uh, so you're 20% winner. So yeah. you... I see it's like two, only nine seasons have been played. So uh, I think so, right? This is the 10th year. So this will be then two times in nine years. It's pretty... It's pretty what are they going to put in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So about so, the NFBC Hall of Fame? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, there's, there's only a matter of time. I mean, I mean, I put a few more years in at this rate. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm at least, you know, at, the, at least the sport, the writers should vote me in. Uh, for sure, in the NFPC Hall of Fame. At least I'm a, at least I'm a good representative for the NFPC Hall of Fame. Unlike some people that sort of go on, on nameless. And if you want to know my, my feelings about that, go on the general message boards uh, about that. Because if you're going to be an NFPC Hall of Famer, act like one. And I'm looking at maybe doing my um, new thing uh, called the Vegas Crapshoot Draft. So this is the, the inaugural premiere maybe this year, maybe next year, depending on how many people are going to go out to Vegas. I want to see how the, the sign-up goes. But the Vegas Crapshoot Draft will be premiering the NFPC. Give a thumbs up to the Vegas Crapshoot Draft. And see, a normal partner on a podcast would go, hey, Mike, that's pretty interesting. What does the Vegas Crapshoot Draft actually entail? But not you, Jack. You just sit there and you give me a thumbs up like on a, on a screen that no one can fucking see. So how am I supposed to build on that when you do that to me? You give me nothing to work with. So you know what? Now I'm going to tell all your listeners, guess what? I'm not even going to talk about the Vegas crowd. You want Mike? They're all going. They're all leaning into their 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 whatever they're listening to. We're going, Mike. You know, tell me about the Vegas crapshoot draft. I went. This sounds interesting, but because you said nothing, now I'm not. I'm not going to say a damn thing about the whole thing. Okay, just because you didn't follow up with that question, right? I feel like I'm like in high school, like listening to like the principal, the vice principal on the intercom right now with all the announcements. You just, you just, dude, you just sitting there. If anybody, if people could see Zach right now, I'm speaking to him. It's freaking like almost two o'clock in the morning in the in the Eastern time. I don't know what, what time zone you're in. Where you are in the Eastern time zone, Zach? Where you are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like two in the morning almost. He, you, know, you look like you've just been to the ringer. He's like half keeled over in his chair. He's like, Mike, come on the podcast. Here's the agenda. And I, I have to carry the, and you have the audacity to say that my, my fun facts in the beginning was the worst part of the show. I mean, come on, man. Totally was. Seriously. Right. You don't, you just don't get it. You know, coming. 
but um, anyway, and then I'm also working on the idea of the concept of an MTM super DC. Yeah. So the, the goal and I'm thinking about throwing out there right now is that end, end the, the fast, the, the, the DC season, like one of the last DCs that will be done like on the last day of the season to uh-huh. be, you know, the last possible they can get it in for like with a one hour clock to have an, a super DC. So I'm, I'm playing around with the idea uh, and sticking the interest level on this. Where it's a twenty five hundred dollar buy in, it'll be a standalone league, and minimally the first prize will be twenty k. This DC Super was is like a new concept. New concept to really have the highest high, high stake super. That's cool. So, uh, DC high stake DC high uh, draft champions. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll that out first premiering on the show. I haven't even I haven't even talked about it, but I'm sure I can get it pushed through. And I'm sure. Has anyone showed interest in that? I haven't really rolled it out yet, man. When people are gonna be hearing it right now. Okay. So I expect there'll be like Phil the Salt will jump all over that one. He's all all he cares about is high high stakes DCs, and I'm sure there's other other listeners on here that will be all over that who are loaded with money. This, this, but this whole this whole concept, it, it, I, you know, this is uh, this is Rob, you know, you know, uh, Di Pietro, who basically came up with this uh, fellow Jersey guy, and because he's happy, I can say his name, Di Pietro, you know, from like you know, you know, how I say an Italian name in Jersey, but. Um, he basically was, he said he thought the idea of me critiquing dress like an American Idol style kind of thing would be a good idea for like a, like a, a YouTube show. I do a short show and, uh, and, he just, and he just dumped that on me. I said, well, as an idea. And I said, okay, how about this? And, I, I, and we, we got to get the, the equivalents, right? So if you get me being the Simon Cowell character, you know, all we got to do is get like Jenny Butler and she could be the Paul Abdul, right? And then we can get Corey Parson, a.k.a. the fantasy executive. And he can be the role of the Randy Jackson role. This eclectic mix, me, Jenny Butler, and Corey Parson. Who wouldn't watch that show? And then um, Rob can play. He can play the Ryan Seacrest role by being the MC, you know, because we can't have you do it because even though you maybe have more look than he does, we need some kind of like you know, pretty boy, young pretty boy, to be the MC of the show. So I'm thinking applications for that. I don't know if either one of you fall in that mode, but uh, you know, as the MC, and it would be called instead of American Idol, it'd be called American Title. So we have we review and the three of us review and score three to five con- five contestants. They have to be fifteen team drafts with commentary, and then we declare a winner after scoring each team secretly in a score of one to ten. And then and then someone wins declared, and that's what we do. The concept. Who wouldn't watch that show of critiquing us doing that, right? But I think it'd be a great, a great, a great fun to do that. All I know, all I need now is uh, a producer, uh, all the all the equipment, money, audience. All I need it's into the law. It'll, it'll all be great. What about um? What's your name? Um, Who's what's your name? The four star that we know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we'll I get her name. What's her name? Okay, Lisa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That'd be uh, He would that 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 would just for the, the sheer you know shock value of the whole thing having her on there would be great. But uh, nah, we have to. She 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 blew her chance with 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 me. No more. Her time's no, no more opportunities with me anymore. So. Sorry, Lisa. I know you were. I know you were hoping that that would be the case. We'll, uh, we'll do the we'll do the DVR Dreamwreck draft because he's my 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 special guest celebrity draft, you know. And of course, DVR knows who I love him. We're just we're just great fast friends now, because he made the mistake of giving me a cell phone number. So now I have a cell phone number, which I think he instantly regretted doing. That's the case. All right. So let's uh, let's um let's give let's give a little back. DC that was just done. So I put a, I wanted, he, he reached out to me and said, Hey, Mike, put, you know, through via Twitter and said, put me in for your next, or when you let me know when your next draft is going to be. And he was a good sport about it being, I said, you know, can you keep up with the pace? He said, yeah, I'll be around. So I, I checked with him and made sure I had the right, the best time of the 
weekend day for him to do it. And um, I put him on uh, with us and he ended up drawing, getting the number two pick in the draft. And we have guys like, you know, and, and, and I built it like a special mystery guest, celebrity guy. And of course it filled up right away, but we have a lot of big names in here. Like Dave Chauvin is in here and some other, a lot of NFB and a lot of NFBC vets in this one that you wouldn't know. Chauvin just killed this draft, by the way. What? Chauvin killed it. I know you don't like Kim, but he killed this draft. Yeah, well, because he had he had Van Riper drafted right before him, he was like he was snickering literally every time Van Riper make a pick, as, as his picks fell into his lap as he as he went along like that. So uh, uh, okay, no, but he did no, he didn't kill it. He did well with it. Does not get carried away. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I don't like I don't like fam as you. Know. Oh, so here we are in the draft. So we have like I said a lot of NFBC vets in here. Van Riper, and he was great enough because he he really was great to come on the air with us, and we did a um. Little two hours, so we, we zoomed the first couple of hours of this, which was nice. And everybody making commentary, interacting, and getting insights on picks, which was nice to do. So, um, and then you know, but again, like most industry guys, he makes these picks in the draft and then he's instantly regretting the picks. You know, they, they think to themselves, they, they say, Oh, I should have done that, or I should have got that guy, I shouldn't have whatever, and that kind of thing. And he loves everybody else's picks, but not love it. He loves everybody else's picks that were going on. Like he loved my picks in the beginning, but he couldn't take. He didn't like his. Obviously, Tatis not not talking about Tatis here too. Obviously, so, Tatis is a great pick, right? But um, yeah, but again, he doesn't take your 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 boy, you know, uh, Castillo there, or right? He took he took Flaherty over Castillo. So what would you say that? Would you rather have Castillo next year or Jack Flaherty? I'd rather have Castillo. Okay. What about you? I think I'd rather have Castillo as well. I was on Castillo last year. I was on Castillo and Albies last year. Didn't do me well, but um, it's not. It's not the. It's not the results. It's a process. So um, it was. Right. So, no, but I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't draw my, my. I wasn't happy where I where I where because that's where that that's like a really rough area to draft from this year. Twelve. You start hitting 12, 12, 13 is really a rough. I think ten and eleven are the worst. You know, but ten you still look. The guy at ten. Still, still started Turner, Harper, Jimenez. I mean, yeah, but you shouldn't have got Turner there at ten. That's yeah. just well, that Turner was, dropping that was long, really. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of guys. It was one of their first. I think a couple of guys, one of their first drafts they did this year. You know, um, that's. But yeah, I think the Ramirez pick at eight bumped Turner down a spot. You know, and that's what gave him. That's what gave Trout. him Turner. I don't know. You can't really knock Trout, but typically Trout's going later than that. Right. Anyways, um, looking at this draft, I don't. Nothing really sticks out to me in the first three rounds. Yeah, because people know most of these people that you're looking at know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, really, I like the four or five turn, like the Chauvin four or five turn, a Rosarina Plezak. I know, I know you like that. I like that too. Yeah, I mean, Rosarina. I mean, he said never have been there. I mean, at that point, that Van Riper said it right after he did it. He could. He took. He starts off that tease. He goes Flaherty, then Albies. Okay. Okay. Fell third. You know, not the worst. And then I told him, I said, after your first three picks, it starts falling apart. He takes Aaron Judge in the fourth round. When you could have had a Rosarena, potentially, or who else? I mean, that I would have had over, had uh, over him. Uh, yeah. And, and then you could have got Judge on the way back. You could have well, had them both. Lamette went, well, went 5.3. Yeah, which is way too early. That was, that, that, again, that's a pick from a guy who was just starting out his draft stuff this year. I know him, vet, you know, good, good drafter, but I wouldn't take Lamette there. So that's a that's a that's a pick that I would have avoided. Okay. I could have at that point, but again, you can pick, point to one guy. But you know, I mean, consistently, you know, he goes, you know, Judge and Gray, and then Jordan Alvarez in the sixth. 
when, you know, I mean, and then, you know, you took Muncie and you said, I mean, I, a lot of, a lot of guys I just don't like Chris Bryant, Soroka. There's a lot of guys here that I'm not a fan of consistently as I went down the, down the line here. So of course the price pick, of course, my favorite, the Donaldson pick, another one of my favorites. I like Yarbrough. I haven't got him yet, but he's a guy that, um, where did he go? He went from he went to 16. He went to 16, beginning end of the 16th round. End of the 16th? Yeah. But uh, but he had nothing nothing spectacular about his draft. Uh, I gotta I actually gotta I gotta get back in these drafts with you. Why is that? So because you, you start to jump on my picks that I picked ahead of time. Yeah, well that and the ones the, the last two I've been in are a lot more difficult than this one. Just it's just in terms of like where people are going. Like maybe like not to say I'm right, but like the players that I the players that I target are going way way later than. Maybe because maybe, maybe that's a sign you don't know what you're doing, man. Maybe so, just jumping them too much. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a sign you're just jumping them too much and you don't have to. Unless, you know, because you'll never know that doing it in the draft you were in. Because True. True. So in this one give you more. I think this will be the people that are in these drafts are more of the vets that you'll have that are more true to form. Granted, every draft's got a player or two that in every draft takes a life of its own on that someone drops later than expected. Right. So and this year, I have to happen to be Molly for whatever. It was a weird thing at the end there. So because of the way uh, the guys were the, 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 the way the guys at the end were drafting, you know, and I happened to be in a good spot at 12, the way it fell apart, the way it fell there. So, yeah. but, um, you know, so, yeah. yeah. But I'm happy with this draft. I'm so, my, I think my team is solid down to down where there. And uh, Yeah, I, li- I have to admit, I like your team a lot in this, in this draft. I wouldn't have taken Schwarber uh, ahead of some of the other guys you took, but you ended up getting them anyway. So <laughs> like, you like Verdugo a lot. Well, a lot of people like Verdugo, man. I don't have that. I don't have any shares of Verdugo. He's a hot process. He's a hot item this year. Well, He's been going consistently in the eighth round, man. When did he win in your draft? He was, he was, Look, he was too far off in your draft, was he? He was in the ninth round. Yeah, I'm looking at the Battle of the Podcast League. Although we, we can't count that as a real league, but yeah, okay. Let's where where did he, where did he go? He went in the tenth toward the end of the tenth in that league. Yeah, gift for Montanez over there. So as I said before, you know, I mean, I mean that that like think about that. He got he got him in the end of the tenth round, who's a bona fide three hundred hitter with power, with some decent power. I mean, not over the top power, but he could easily hit twenty five homers yeah. over a full season, I think. Uh, and if his if power continues to develop, he can definitely steal double digit bags. You know, he can score in that lineup close to 100 runs so uh, and drive in, you know, 90, 80 to 90 easily in Boston. So I did think that at least. Yeah, but Bubba could have got that with McCutcheon. What? McCutcheon could be that. Yeah, okay. Right. Sure, 10, 5, several, several years ago, yeah. But he could be, he could be like a McCutcheon in time in terms of the t- similar numbers, similar profile. If, as a, as a, if you think about Cutchin several years back, right? Batting average guy, right? Uh, All right. So let's look at, um, before we go, like, I, want, I want you to look at the team that I sent you. The latest draft I'm in, not the battle of the podcast, but I'm in a, I'm in a draft with um, a bunch of, like, bunch of heavy hitters. Sedler, Erickson, and like I said, uh, Duncan with uh, Vogel. And, uh, who's, team, who's team three? Didn't, didn't he reach out on Twitter and want me to critique his draft? I don't want to Get, get into who picked who and start giving stuff away like that. But I'd like you to critique my team in this, in this league. Why, why couldn't, why can't I get in the teams that I like instead of yours? 
Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, I won't be that rough on this team. This is a this is a better team than the other teams, right? The, the one that I drafted. Yeah, the one I'm doing. You're drafting in the sixth hole here. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how the hell freaking Tatis goes in this the yeah. sixth. Pick, that's fucked up, eh? Which is, which is which is just fucked up and ridiculous. I mean, that's just robbery. Okay, there. I'm sorry. So overall, but but that's uh Mas. What, how do you say his name? Kev Mahas Maserin Maserin. Whatever his name is. You yeah. Know what I mean? The roto at roto surgeon. Yeah. A little at roto surgeon and the host of the operating room at roto boiler. Right. So um, that's his. Uh, he wanted me. Oh come on, I can take it with his team up. And uh, so Trout's not a bad start, but think about it. He could have had Soto at three. I don't know how you take Mike Trout over Juan Soto at this point in the career. I would take some other guys, right? Trout Soto. Could you tell if you took Soto man, and he came back and he got Tucker? Could you if you started out? I had a Soto Tucker start, which would be anything awesome. And then because he gets people, you know, are not high on Seager for this in this leagues, these some of these leagues for some reason. Seager's in the third. You have Vladdy in the fourth, Ozuna in the fifth. I mean, and then he pounds the pitching a bit with Bundy and Paddock and Montas. I'm not a Paddock fan. In the seventh, I would have taken Urias there over over um, over Paddock, you know, or maybe a, throw throw a closer in there to get a top notch closer, get like maybe a Diaz in there, or something. But um, you like his team? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, but I think what happened is he he, he got that killer start with those five those five players. Other than, and again, again, I'm splitting hairs over a little bit. I, mean, I just think Soto's got much more ceiling in this, in this at this stage of the career than, than Trout does. Right. Soto could hit 340. I mean, and hit you 50 homers, right? He did that. That's not out of the realm of possibility that the Soto could do that, right? Over well, a full season. Trout could hit 50 homers. He's probably not going to hit 340. Right. And, and, nor, and, nor is it, and, and nor would he see that. I think Soto would, is good for a dozen bags potentially over the course of a year. Um, 10 double digit, at least double digit bags. But that, but those, but the, the, the runs and the home runs, the RBIs, the batting average, Soto. I would give the edge, but you know, but um, you just need to build the pitching staff a little better. I mean, I, you know, you're, you know, hoping that you know Corbin is not done, uh, him and his two pitches and it would in his low, lower velocity. And Corbin looks cooked, in my opinion. He looks like I mean, I think he's cooked. I mean, I think he's finished at that point. You know, I, I, I would have rather take a, take a shot on take a shot of Savali over him and see if Savali is more of what they thought he was going to be last year. You know what his with his pitch mix and you know what he's, his repertoire, what he's got. I don't. Uh, I don't think as a pitcher on this board, I would not take over Corbin. Maybe. No, you're not a Corbin fan. And then you know, and again, we're all everybody's buying the drinking the Eflin Kool Aid, you know, uh, as well. All of a sudden, but um, I just think that if he had really did a little better job with some of the pitching in there, after he did Bundy and you know Montas and sneak someone else in there, yeah, uh, did a better job. You're not him. a big Manaya guy either. No, but he's but if he's fishing for people later, and like I said, you need to do a little better job than the ones you got laid there, you right. know. Like Dylan Cease in his five ERA and his one point five WHIP, and what's out there, and you know we all working with the same guy that fixed Giolito though. Apparently, what he's working with the same guy that fixed Giolito. But yeah, but you need you need to build up the staff though. But he has you know a lot of great hitters. He's got you know he's got Loriano, he's got Robles, he's got Gar, you know he's got Winker, he's got he's got a lot of. Solid picks, but then he starts falling apart from like 16 on. I'm not a fan. I mean, other than maybe Gallegos as a closer is there, but uh, you got to work on it. I know what he did for closing Corey after that. He's yeah. only got one potential closer there. 
We got another team here that has, has Stanton and Otani. That's that was something that stuck out to me as well. Who, who took Stanton and Otani? Who? Team Ten. No, I don't know who that person is. So. Okay. Well, they, they that's 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 tough. I think to have both the utility. Well, he's got well, he's got Stanton, Bryant, and Otani. His <laughs> team. Well, Bryant. And, and Nola early and and Roddy Telez is not going to be unfortunately, you know, going to get boxed out in Toronto unless he gets traded. Yeah, so you really, you know, yeah, Kirk. Maybe he's trying to maybe he tried to hedge his best hedge his bets with Telez and Kirk and Buxton. <laughs> I mean, there's a, lot, there's like, a lot of risk on that team, right? It's just a wee bit. I mean, it's, you're not bad. But, you're not a bad not a bad team starting with like Story, Mondesi, Radon. You know, even Burns is your starter, first starter. You're going to wait to the fourth round. He's going for the overall, that's for sure. You know, you got Jeff Jeff Erickson in his league, trying his damnedest to figure this out. I, th- I just think I think Erickson is he's 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 just got to he's just got to learn how to draft one day. I don't know what it is. It's a it's a drafting thing. I, I don't know what it is with Erickson. I mean, he knows the players. I think he does, and whatever you know. And uh, I just I think it's a he he just strikes me as a guy who just I don't know. It just never goes right. <laughs> what he's doing, you know. So, yeah, Vlad in this league, he, he posted. He, well, we, I'm sure he doesn't mind us talking about his board because he posted it. At least the first eight or so picks of his. Yeah. And what did he say? What, what did he say? But look, and the other thing is still, again, what, what are we going to learn? I mean, what, what what are we what are we expecting Granky to do? Right. Who got Granky. Who got Granky? He did. I mean, in the eighth round is your number three starter. Who you backed up Ryu with, who Ryu's got his questions in his already too. Wait, right? who, who, who are we talking about? We're talking about Erickson. Oh, Eric. I thought we were talking about Vlad. Sorry, my bad. No. Favorites. And what are you expecting for Clint Frazier and Donaldson? And there's the, you know, Keiko pick, they wanted Franco pick in there. And so. Franco was a bit early, but um, we, we, were, we were talking on the chat about that. Um, his his other shortstop's Cronenworth, which is definitely not uh, any sure thing. Given- you, know, you know what the solution to that is? Uh, draft the shortstop when you have a, such a gigantically deep pool. How do you get boxed out of shortstop? And if there's one position you should not get boxed out of this year, it's shortstop. I mean, how is that possible? Well, you, do you want to come out with the, uh, come out of a like round three with the shortstop? You don't want to. I'm the same way. I'm like uh, shortstop is a priority for me. Um, I mean, because look at the production you get out of shortstop if you hit it right. I mean, there's so many great shortstops early. Yeah, yeah. But and then you and then you then you're fishing with you you're asking for Cronenworth to be your 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 guy. Yeah, we don't you don't know how much he's gonna play, right? He's a middle infielder. I mean, uh, to me at best, you know, and you're playing a guy that they bring up Franco or he gets a lot of significant you know, he he gets five months out of a season or four months out of a season at this point. So <clears throat> with Tampa Bay, you never know what they're gonna do. So I, I just you know, not in love with a lot of what he did. Of course, I said Granky. A lot of question, but I think he got. I said he, I think he's going to be throwing over underhand this year. The way the way it's going, I mean, I mean, how much how much how much slower can you throw? How much margin for error you got left? I mean, unless he's the Greg Maddox, unless, he, unless he's the Greg Maddox of our era, that I that I'm aware of. But I, I just think that he's right at the fringe man of the collapse at this point. So and I'm not and I'm not. Well, he's getting that age, right? I mean, how many of those guys like in the eighth round you went after him? Would you take? I mean. Do you, do, you, do you roll on? Would you rather have Lopez, McCullers, Sanchez, Montaz? When well, Montaz went early in this one, then Granky. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a I'm just not a Granky fan, man. I don't believe in him. I don't. I don't see how. 
what we're expecting him to do this year. I'd rather have Lopez. All right. So I'd I don't I'm not a big McCullers guy because I think that's a lot of risk, but I don't I don't really like Sanchez. How much more, how much more risk does he have than than Granky at this stage of his career? True, true. Um, I'd rather I, I like Montas. I'd rather have Montas. I mean, has has McCullers hit his ceiling yet? I mean, Granky has. He's on the way down. McCullers has got that. He's got that potential to have a huge year that we haven't seen from him yet, right? If he's healthy. Yeah. Right. It's not like Granky is like you know injury proof at this age and and guaranteed to start and be good. So the way he was going. So I don't know. I don't like what I saw. I'm not touching him in that round. And uh, I just think that team has a lot of issues the way these. And maybe maybe Clint Frazier. What, what is Clint Frazier doing? Is he definitely starting for the Yankees? I mean, I don't feel. I think so. Yeah, man. I just think, I just think that. Uh, so yeah, your your team here. This is the team that I, that we were talking about. Um, when you took Segura in the tenth round. You know, when you bump Molly. This this is the all bump up team for you, right? Yeah. Everybody up early. Mm-hmm. In this league. Well, they saw what I did. With my other team. Right. So, a lot of these guys, I'm gonna have to bump them up. Right. You know, you got your man. You got your you got your Corey Kluber, uh, one of your faves. <laughs> actually, actually, I haven't got a lot of Corey Kluber. I just so happened that I got him in both these drafts, but I'm not so much into him. But I just, I think if, if New York's going to pay 11 mil for him, they they think he's going to be healthy to start off with. I know, I know you don't throw like... money for them. Where, where, and where did Kluber end up? I mean, uh, where, where did Kluber have a job when this draft was going on by that time, or no? Did he have? Did he sign with the Yankees at that point? Oh, yeah. Or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he 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 was he was signed with the Yankees um, before the other draft too. Right. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm happier with this draft than I was the other draft, even though I did actually have to reach on some of these guys a little bit earlier. Would have liked. I would have liked to get some. Uh, what do you What do you think about Alzale? I mean, look. I mean, at the twentieth round. I mean, why not <laughs> pick him Alzale? I mean, could he? He could he be something? Sure. I mean, but twentieth round. What do you care? What if he busts? Who cares? Okay. Right? So- my, I, I think my pitching staff is a little bit more suspect in the other draft. Do you think I've, do you think I've, do you think I've, uh... I, mean, I think that I look, look, I mean, having Flaherty, Woodruff, Plesak as your, as your top three starters is great. The question is, is your offense what you have there? Getting Tatis at six really helped me out a lot. I mean, and then you have guys like Ketel, Marte, Suarez, okay, Sal Perez, the catcher. Really, I'm not a fan of Dylan Moore in the eight there, Segura. Jared Walsh, you never know. You know, Kyle Lewis, is that for real? Is that going to be there? I mean, granted, he's fell 12th here. I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to get a ton out of Moncastle in the, in the 13th. Gritchick, okay. But Moncastle, I was thinking, who else could I have taken Moncastle? I could have taken McCutcheon. I could have taken Flint Frazier, but I figured. What did you take Moncastle as your first baseman? Well, I figured because Walsh is no, Walsh is no sure thing. So if, if Walsh falls on his face, at least Moncastle's a nice floor type. Yeah, but the thing is, with this, in this draft, you have like you know, you have guys through the, you have a you have a eighth round guy that could fall on his face, a tenth round guy, an eleventh round guy, a twelfth round guy, you know, a thirteenth round, you know, fifteenth round. You have you have a lot of guys. Senzel and the seventeenth. These are all guys that can fall on their face. Well, you can say that about a lot of these teams. I understand that, but it's a matter of like. It's, you know, percentage chance of them falling on their face. Yeah, but but you're talking about guys from the tenth round on or from the eighth round on. Like once you get to that's the still pretty early in the draft, man. Okay, well, at that point. Okay, pick a team. Pick a team here. Right. Pick a team. So I, I, now I have to pick a team that's in this league. 
Pick, pick, like, I mean, pick, pick a number between one and that's not six. Or pick a number between one and 15, that's not six. Doesn't matter. That, that isn't, that let's, isn't go, let's go through it. Doesn't matter. Let's go look at like Vlad Sandler. Okay, let's look at Vlad's team. Let's look at Vlad, Vlad's an excellent player. Let's look at from, from, from pick eight. Charlie Blackman. Okay. No, I'm not, oh, not going to follow his face. I'll give you that. That's a pretty like low yeah. or pretty high floor pick. Like, I think you know what you probably should get. So, okay, fair enough. Yates, that big time risk there. Yes, I agree. Sean Murphy, catcher. I have a catcher too. So, wash that out. Fran Mill Reyes. I know you, I know you like Fran Mill, but again, 12th, 13th round, you, you're getting a guy. If you're going to, people are thinking Sano around that period of time. You know, you got a Fran Mill Reyes who could hit 40 plus homers with a decent batting average. You know, granted, he's not the, not the best lineman in the entire world, but so whatever. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I, he got Sano, or sorry, he got Fran Mill. I have um, Lewis. Okay. Give, give Vlad the win on that one. Okay. Jorge Polanco. No, I'm not a fan of Polanco. I don't believe. Yeah, I'd rather have Moncastle than Polanco. So there you go. And Polanco is a big fall on your face risk there. Victor Reyes and Grishek. Okay, different profiles. I'd, I'd call it a wash. Uh, Victor Reyes, Grishek. Yeah, I mean, look, Victor Reyes, and, and then the problem is, you know, we don't know what where Victor you know, Grishek's going to end up in that lineup now. Is he keeps getting pushed down? It seems like, and then look, better. It's it, better than it's better than having it's better than having Brantley there. Look, Reyes is a Reyes is a freaking you know yeah. I mean Victor Reyes. I mean I like he did what he did for me last year. That's strictly a stolen base pick there too. Oh yeah, but listen, okay. And then you got Rafael Montero. Mariners could add something in the bullpen. Gavin Lux, huge fall in the huge fall in your face pick. Paxton again, same thing. Yeah, David Peralta. I know you like David Peralta. He's, you yeah, think. I mean, well, I mean, he, but he, round. I mean, I still think it's, it's still. Okay, look at Vlad. He's like Vlad's got a good team. He's got one of probably the better teams here, uh, but he's still got a lot of falling your face risks here in Lux Pack. How did he start? I mean, he started freaking. You started. Uh, he started Jose Ramirez. Fine. He came back with Walker Bueller. Fine. And then at the end of coming back at the end of the third, he had a chance to take. He took Abreu. Yeah. Abreu, and maybe because you wanted your first baseman because things drop off there, and. Uh, but you could have had Vladdy back, but I would have taken maybe Devers over Abreu. Would you have taken Vladdy over Abreu? No. Not there, no. 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 I'm him in the fourth round. I would have taken, I would have taken maybe Devers. My pick would have been if I had a choice between Devers and Abreu, I think I'd lean Devers. Okay. Fair enough. It's yeah. splitting hairs, I would say. And comes back and then, you know, he needed to get and I don't know. I don't know who the hell Edward what the hell Edwards is doing at the end there. You know, he takes that Brian Edwards, you know, Darvish fine, but Lynn is your second starter when you had a chance at Glasnow, Snell, Maeda, Burns, you know, Plesak, Carrasco, whatever. All, the innings. <laughs> so. like, all those guys are very risky. I don't I don't have an issue with that. It's personal player. What kind of innings apparently, man? I mean, come on. So I think a lot. Not, not how many man's quality of the innings, so we'll see. True, true. true. So. Uh, I think Lynn threw more pit, like I think Lynn threw like fourteen percent more pitches than like the, the second most. All right, right. I get it. You want to go that route, and then I say you want to worry about the people afterwards. But, but yeah, you got Devin Williams to solidify the ratios. But yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying. But the right. point is, there you're getting my my point is, you think you've risks on all the teams after ten, after round ten. 
Mm-hmm. I was trying to, you know, building a solid pitching staff, but you know, so you know, Vlad, you know, Vlad took her, Jose, he took Bueller, and, and I'm, I'm, he said I'm splitting hairs over the third round pick. Okay, fine. He then took Glass now, fine, huge, huge ceiling. Obviously, a lot of chance to be the same guy he was this last year, but that's still not horrific, you know, over a source of a season. I mean, the guy could strike out, you know, 250 guys pretty easily, you know, right? So over a full season, if he can pitch the full season, and if he even learns how to pitch a little more, you know, he could be an ace, right? I don't think that's an exaggeration. Right, but I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, I'm still not believing in Judge, how he took Judge at the end of the fifth round, right? You're banking on health there. I mean, I just don't think that guy is going to have the ability to stay healthy anymore. I just, Actually, I don't think, I don't think um, Glass should strike out through 250 guys. Like, like if he, if he throws 200 innings, then maybe he, he gets 250 strikeouts, but he's not, Glass is not throwing 200 innings. No, but could he throw 170 and strike over 200? Yeah, 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 for sure. But 250, right. well, I don't know. I'd have to look at his um, K9 or K or it's high. It's ridiculously high. I think it's, you know, what it is. Yeah, it 13, is. 13, 14, K for nine, something like that. It's something, I think it's something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. So, it's crazy. And if you can just throw the damn ball over the plate with more consistency, you know. Uh, what you, what, like, best case, you're hoping like 160 innings from next year? I mean, yeah. I mean, if he could do that and strike a get back to his like 14 strikeouts um yeah. nine. Yeah. So yeah. 14 divided by nine times 160. Yeah, it's 250 strikeouts. So that's that's I'd say that's his ceiling. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, but but again, I'm not I would I would have taken I mean, look at the guys he jumped so he took judge toward the end of the fifth, right? And yeah. to me, you know, as a more as a health pick, I mean, I mean, are Conforto's numbers going to be worse that much worse, or the or or than Judge over the course of a season? I think that Conforto. Yeah, I think point. that would be me. I'd, I'd I would lean Conforto until until Judge can yeah can show me he's uh, in the field. I, I in a fifth round, I'd rather have a nice safe. You know, solid across the board pick and and and, and Conforto could steal bases too, you know, as well. He might get some steals there too with Conforto. Mm-hmm. So, but uh yeah, I'm not a fan of Judge. And of course, again, Strasburg, all the all the upside. I mean, that Judge Strasburg combo that could be that um, that could that could be your death knell of your draft right there. He can make or break it right there. You never know. But those two. Vlad's a good player. He's a great player, you know, and he you know, so but we all and not everybody has a great draft all the time. Right, and he's in it. You know, depending upon where you're drafting from and how some things fall. I think when you're looking at drafts from the other side, it's hard, it's hard to find a team that you really love that's not yours because you you love your team if you if you if you. Uh, no, dude, I'm, I'm really there's a, there are look there are some teams here. I'm not going to give away everything here that I like a lot of their some of their ways they constructed their teams and that they came out and whatever. But um, look, yeah. I think I think my team's decent here, despite the fact that I've reached on a couple of guys. I got the guys I wanted. I think you know, a lot of it's look. A lot of it's on them is construction. You know, I mean, a lot of ways to win. There are a lot of there are a lot of paths to victory that you can take. I mean, I, I mean, they, and it just may not be like the way I want to go with this path of victory, right? Yep. So, I mean, that's just it, and doesn't mean it can't work. And uh, you know, Clay Clay Link is the number one pick, and you know, obviously he's, he screwed it up. Of course, can't he can't, you know, can't have too much of a great thing with a with his number one pick, right there. So you start off with a coon, you fine, and then you pick for your. Your big starting pitcher coming around the turn is Scherzer. 
right there. I might have, I would have maybe double tapped over there and did not and not did Scherzer and Ramuto. But and uh, there's other other guys I would have taken there. Right. Two back to back there. And then Springer at the end of a fourth and then Max Freed, not a gigantic fan, still drafted Nelson Cruz like he's gonna be Nelson Cruz. In the sixth round, that's an industry pick. Altuve, another guy on the downswing. Morton, right after that, another guy who's in his last season for sure this year in the retirement. We got the contract and yeah. whatever. And Lamette, you never know. Roulette pick. You know, Marco Gonzalez, an industry darling, not a believer. You know, okay, Josh Bell. Okay, Urshela. Gonsling, you never know in that rotation. Ben Attendee's going to be traded, but... Right hand is going to probably not be a closer, possibly. So, yeah, and I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of any of those picks from like thirteen down, thirteen run down. So yeah, a lot of question marks. Can't 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 give a high grade to the the clay the clay link team. Sorry about that, bud. But um, yeah, man. So this uh, let's see. Uh, then do you, you, you do I have to say something about Justin Mason's team? Yeah, you can, well. I'm sure you wouldn't mind. You want to, want to talk about his? Yeah, like, look, nothing wrong with Turner Harper. Can't, can't, one, two. But coming back in the third round with Arenado, I mean, is Arenado still a very good pick? So I'll pick and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But another guy who's peaking, as you can tell, the cracks are starting to show. Mm-hmm. He's not happy. He's not on a, you know, who would you pick instead? He's not on a team that's getting better. He's on a team that's getting worse as well. And, uh, you know, could he, he could get traded, possibly. Yeah, but who, but who would you take instead of Arnold? You're going to take a third baseman there. Take Rendon. Split. Got him. You're splitting take, Devers. Take Devers. Take a guy who's not hit whatever. You're going to get a little more of something else with. You know, or, or in his case, maybe, I don't know, take a pitcher. But, okay, who? Kershaw? Yeah, well, he could have taken Kershaw there in the third round because every industry guy seems to love Kershaw. Maybe I guess he doesn't. So that they, they would have been the most – Guys probably pick Kershaw there at that point. And then you come back and, you know, your first pick is a closer. And in the, in the, his first pitcher is a closer in the uh, in the fourth round. So I don't think we're on Framber Valdez. That's why that's okay. And early in the fifth, but I'm again not, not a Zach Wheeler believer there in the sixth. Maurice is fine. I mean, Muncie, again, not a, I get the position flexibility. Um, I know there's been arguments made of Muncie over over Olson. Uh, I'll still take Matt, Matt Olson. If I had the ability to take Olson potentially, you know, right? It's close. Yeah, you know, Brian Hayes, fine, right? But again, there's the Kim pick once again, tenth round. Yeah, you don't like Kim. I mean, not a fan there. So, and that's your short, and that's his what? I don't know what, what position he's playing at that point because he's already got a. You know where where you be putting him? Is he second baseman there, or who knows? So how about how about, how about taking you had a choice, Dylan Carlson or Hasan Kim? Depends what you need, I guess. Okay, well if you look, just forget forget positions. You you know you, you have you have mm-hmm. it's early enough in the draft. Probably Carlson. Okay. Yeah. He could have had him. He could have he could have had him. Right? Carlson. Over him. Yeah, he could he could have had him. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. No. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll do it again soon. And fade out, man. See you soon out there, man. Let's see you at the draft tables, boys. Coming up soon. Before you know it, 
in March. I think get getting geared up. It's draft season, man. It's always draft season for yeah, Godfather. It's always in, and you can always find. And where's my plug? Where's my plug about my follow me? And that's the thing with my followers lately, ma'am. I, I I've hit a I've hit a, a wall. I, I guess I'm just way too controversial. Like I'll I'll get up like. You know, six like I doing the whole. Like I'm looking on your. Let's, let's I was in the six sixties, then I get in the six seventies, and then you know, pushing up there, and then all of a sudden it crashes. But I'll I'll do something, and I get I lose a bunch of people. You know, like I lost three or four for something. You know, and then a few more I'll pick up and stuff like that. So I'm hovering in the same it's area. A give and take. It's it's. Once all this political stuff is over with, then I'm sure you'll just. Uh, I'll crack seven hundred by that time. You think that that's possible? No, yeah, I was gonna say you probably lose a couple more, but well, let's 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 see if we can crack up uh, crack seven hundred for that. That's a drive for seven hundred for uh, for the Godfather, and then you can always follow me on Twitter at Godfather NFBC uh, for life's insights on fantasy baseball and in other other wisdom. Yeah, give uh, Mike the mouth a follow at, as you as you heard Godfather NFBC, and feel free to draft me any any way anytime I pop up when I draft with me. You can. Follow me, I'll follow you back and DM me and we'll get in some drafts together. To show you how it's done. When's it when is the next uh, fast draft? They don't have one on the schedule yet, man. I don't know. After yours, I want to get into have, the big the big one I'm coming up on the, I think January thirtieth coming up is gonna be the Mia draft, which I wrote about. It's uh, an annual draft I do in honor of uh, Roger Martin, the longtime player of NFBC of his daughter that we do a uh, group of guys that was together in a very special draft. There's a very special history about the Mia draft. You get a chance to read about it. On the on the NFB message, message general message boards, it's up there now. So we do that draft as dedication to his wonderful daughter, who's thank God now a teenager and doing well. But we all get together and she pulls a draft order for us via um, uh, YouTube, which is always a blast to, to watch her do that. And uh, a bunch of guys get together, we do a DC and about a long time vet to the NFPC, and it's a 150. But we enjoy it and it's got a lot of sentimental value to us, and we all love doing it. And a great story behind it if you get a chance to read it. That's out there. So that's my next pseudo fast DC that's coming up. And then February will be here and I'll probably pound out a couple more in February and be ready to rock and roll for the March things. And maybe we'll do one of my, uh, we'll get that super DC off the ground or I'll do a thousand DC or something. But um, if you're listening to this, you're interested in any of those drafts just talked about, I said, DM me, uh, text me, whatever, you know how to reach me. All right, let's rock and roll. Away, cause I'll be back on my feet someday. Don't care to do cause it's understood. You ain't got no money, you just ain't no good. Well, I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right, hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. What you say? This will be the last podcast once again. Okay, I'm not talking about Trump from this moment forward. So, we're not, so instead of doing that, okay, I've come up with fun facts for the Draft Champions podcast. So I've actually had seven fun facts that I thought you might find interesting, you know, in an attempt to steer me away from speaking about Donald Trump. 
Okay, right. this is I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get through. I love how prepared you are. This is. Awesome. I'm gonna try to get through these seven these seven fun facts that I've researched and prepared for the show, right? In an attempt for me to steer away from not speaking about Trump. Okay. Okay. So um, let me see if I can get through these these whatever and talk about these seven fun facts. So these are these are all true facts, truthfully. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Fun fact number one. Right. Just so you know. 19% of the world's trash is produced by the U.S., you know, and 6% of it is Trump supporters. I don't know if you knew that. That was, that was the first fact, right? Uh, number two, every hour, 1 billion cells in the body must be replaced, right? And one megalomaniac wannabe Trump uh, tin pot orange dictator every four years. Got that? How yeah. am I doing so far? Right. You got to bring better than this. All right, three, the original purpose of a coffin was not to protect the body from prowling animals or grave robbers. It was invented to keep out, keep the deadly, the dearly departed from coming back to haunt survivors, okay? Which is why Trump is going to be cremated after he leaves office. This is worse than my introductions for you. <laughs> <laughs> or while, or Oh, this is another true fact. The chance of contracting an infection during a hospital stay in the U.S. is one in five. Is one in fifteen. That means if you go to a hospital, you have a one in fifteen chance of contracting an infection. I believe okay? that. But that, num but that number increases precipitously, okay, uh, if Trump shows up for a visit in the in the in the, uh, in the hospital. Okay, number five. You forget eighty percent of what you learn each day. Truthfully, this is a true fact. You forget eighty percent of what you learn each day. Unless you're Trump, in which case you forget 100% of what you learned by the time you hang up the phone. All right. And number six, the average American spends 120 hours a month watching television, which is the equivalent of, that's the equivalent of five complete days in front of the TV. And this one was too easy. So I just skipped it. I didn't even add anything to that one. That was just too easy to add anything more on top of that about watching television. You know? And the last fact I want to share with you, I don't know if you did, did you know that India has over 50 million monkeys, right? And, and the U.S. has over 74 million jackasses. All right, just want to let you know my, my, my final little stats of the day. Hope the, you like those stats. Like that last one was like, you make fun of Todd Zola. That last one was like a pure Todd Zola joke. <laughs> like that was- why is that, a, why is that a Todd Zola joke? The 74 million terrible. jackasses, is that a reference to Todd Zola? It's terrible. He knows his jokes are terrible. What? Anyways, that was, that was awful. Like all of that was- absolutely absolutely terrible like i, I will beg the difference I, I think some people will like the fun facts that i came up with and adding a little i know, doubt it i doubt anyone i'm i'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm i would love i'm i'd love to keep that in there because no one's gonna like that all right no one's gonna no one's gonna like that no one cares it wasn't funny it was right, well then we, so what i'm gonna tell people when i promote the show it's like you skip the beginning of the show no one's gonna want to listen to my fun facts no, 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 one, no one wants to hear that. Okay, no, let's sorry. move on. Um, 